on the rail. Press ratio is death. Death. Jim Gilliam. Death. That's where the... Uh, uh. This is episode two of Show Your Work. I am your host, our co-host, Banks No Rest 2, uh, here again with my co-host being who is original, a.k.a. Nelson G. What's up, bro? Yo, what's happening, man? We bike episode two. You know, we talking about NBA Street, and then we, uh, we have a man who was shooting like it was NBA Street, and the sliders was all the way up. We here, man. We here to talk. We here to talk more, some more sports. You know, whatever's going on. You know, we know we like to talk about what's going on inside the lines, but also outside and around the lines too. But hey, man, I'm just happy to be back here. Happy to talk to you again. Talk about these sports, bro. So, no, absolutely. And then as we're talking right now, I'm looking at the Hornets and the Hawks game, and the Hornets just gave up a lead. They were up 18, I think 22 at one point. Now they're down, and it's like, yo. That that that's the that's how you know you're a young team when you give up a big league like that. Like ah, we good. Yeah, we cruise. Knicks came back man. too. Knicks was down fourteen and now they up. Uh, I mean, I think they're up only three now. But at one point they they got the lead to to up six. So the Knicks are Knicks are playing well. And yeah, man, I, I'm just kind of mad because I'm playing somebody in fantasy right now, and this person has Bradley Bill and DeAndre Hunter on the team, bro. And Bradley Bill got 59, and DeAndre Hunter has 35. <laughs> like fuck, I lost my, I lost a category, I lost that category in in, in the span of one in one hour. But hey, man, y'all playing the Jazz right now, right? Who yeah, Knicks really yeah, didn't do Knicks anything are, with their bench. They basically kept the same team and just gave Donovan Mitchell a max contract. Who deserves and, it? And Rudy Gobert the 200 milli. Yeah, I forgot about that because I 10 to try to forget when certain type of players get a big contract. I'm not hating like Shaq. Oh, that's what we need to talk about before we came yeah. on air. Yeah, we want to talk about Shaq just be hating on motherfuckers for no reason. Hey, man. I mean, if you want to talk about that before we go into the the first topic we was going to talk about, we could preface that, but... Yeah, I man, mean, Shaq, old, Shaq old to stop be hating, bro. Like, it, it, from rap to... I mean, so many different aspects of entertainment except for acting. It's like these old dudes just be hating. Hey, you know what it is, man? When you hang out with the same person for tw- who's been talking that hate and stuff for 10 plus years, I guess it oozes on to you, man, because that man Charles Barkley is next to Shaq, and, Sh- and Charles Barkley has been doing that for a very long time. So, And Shaq a cop, too. We'll, you know, we'll... Well, well that, we and then he a giant coon at times, and you know, Chuck is just a drunk coon. So, yeah, it will rub off on you. Yeah, that's a fact. Listen, man, I just want to say, I'm just going to say this real quick. Hey, Austin Rivers' contract may be a steal, bro. He's balling right now. 
He's balling right now. I mean, you know, I've been seeing the IG stories when somebody posted on Twitter. You know, he's trying to run away from his white wife by balling. That's, so that shit. <laughs> he just said, "Hey, I want to hoop." She's like, "Bro, you've been hooping for like two weeks." No, how she said, "What the fuck? You're hooping again?" I said, "Well, he's trying to get out, bro. He's trying to get out like Kanye." Hey, man. He playing for his hey, freedom that- right now. That contract was low key still though, because I don't even think it was, it was like a non. It's like a three year non guaranteed contract. I think one year's guaranteed, and that's it. But hey, man, shout out to Austin Rivers and Shaq is yeah. Let's go, man. Let's get back to Shaq, man. Shaq is a fucking hater, and I hate it. And it's sad too because I like Shaq as a player, but it's like, it's like fam, when you were playing in this league, like that was the age of the big man. Like it's not. Listen, man, that was twenty years ago. Or whatever, when he, whatever he retired. But you get, when you get the drift, like when he was the man, like that was twenty years ago. Like this is a new age. That it's the, it's the, it's the age of the point guards. It's the age of the combo guards. That's that the guards run the league now. It's not, it's not the center's league anymore. It's not a big man league. You know, the money wasn't the money and the revenue wasn't the same. Like this is a new year. This is a new age. This is a new time. Like you should be happy that you paved the way for these guys to get this money. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand why he went to go hate on that. Now, granted, I joke on Rudy Gobert all the time. Like, I call him, I call him, you know, I call him a baguette Michael Oliver Candy, but I'm I'm just joking. But, hey, listen, man, he showed, the Jazz think he's worth that much that they're willing to pay him $205 million. And, I mean, that's the investment they made on him. And that's that's what it is, man. That's that's the money that these players get now. I think you should congratulate the guy instead of, you know, saying, well, Amaya, I average 30, 20, I average 30 points and 20 rebounds. And, then, you know, I should be getting that 200 million. You just sound like an old man yelling at a cloud. Right. It's like, bro, like you said before, apparently he was on court when he was trash talking and the ref was about to call a call, make a call on him. He said, I'm worth $500 million. He can't make a call on me. And we know he get money like he do 20,000 different commercials. He getting residuals. He do TNT. I'm not counting his pockets. I'm just saying he's been associated with the NBA for almost 30 years now. It's like, bro, you made your paper. You want the top 10 greatest players of all time. Why are you hating on somebody that got $200 million? Like, are you scared that he might pass you up financially? Because he's not going to pass you up financially. Like, bro, so what's where is this hate coming from? Bro, like you should kill O'Neal. Like, come, like, come on, man. Like, why? Like, why? Why do you have to do all that? Right, right, right. Like, there, it's not necessary at all. It's absolutely not unnecessary. But let's let's not let's not talk about the hate, man. Let let's talk about the love. Let's talk about this apology tour that a lot of your favorite basketball Twitter people had for Stephen Curry, because. Uh, that man, y'all were talking all that sh- Not you, Banks, but I, to you who are listening, a lot of you, I won't say all of you, but a lot of you were talking that shit, talking about he's washed, he doesn't got it, and he's not, he doesn't have it, the Warriors ain't making the playoffs, Steph ain't Steph without Dre and Clay, and that man dropped 62 of them things against Portland, too. Granted, a team with two really good guards in Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum. He dropped 62, went crazy on everybody and it was probably one of the most more fun events i've ever seen and it was great to see him drop that because it reminded y'all hey this is the guy who literally was the fit who literally changed the game of basketball not just the nba 
changed the game of basketball in a five to seven mm-hmm. years and, and they're still doing that now. So um, it's just crazy. I don't understand why people were saying what they were saying when I'm like, the man's averaging 26 points a game. If you look at the stats, he's averaging literally the same thing he's averaged for the last five to seven years through five games. Like, And we're only five games into a 72-game season. Where is the, you know what I'm saying? Where is the, why Why is this so, there's so much outrage and caution and, and worry, you know? But. Right. That's the main thing. Uh, let, let's address the people that don't know shit about basketball. First off, it's just, you know, they get on NBA. Like I said last week when we recorded our first episode, they get on NBA 2K and they go by that. They go by they, my team. And if he can't make a shot, then they think that's, the real life game it's like no it's just trash ass 2k and you can't make a shot so they going off the merits of that then they going off the merits of last season when he was hurt and he only played five games but he put up in those five games 20 points 20.8 points still regardless and then six assists when he had less of a team than he has now i might add you because of course clay was out draymond is you know basically almost done and then they had D'Angelo Russell who couldn't guard anything. So in those five games, that's how much she put up. So per basketball right. reference, right now he's averaging a career best as of right now, which is 32 points per game. Uh, still averaging assist or still, I'm sorry, a steal or more. Like his MVP year, which was 2015, 2016, where he averaged 30 points. He was the MVP, anonymous MVP, and he was a scoring champion. Right now, he's averaging one steal, uh, six assists, which is impressive because he really don't have too many people to give the assist to unless it's on a fast break because that's what all those players – well, two of those players could do. Those supposed to be shooters like Kelly Obrey. Uh, yeah, that's it. I was about to call – I was about to call Andre Wiggins a shooter. Andre Wiggins is just – I'll figure it Andrew out type Wiggins. player. Andrew Wiggins, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, definitely. I'll figure it out on the fly. That that's his game. Right. I'll figure it out when I can. But right now, he's averaging for his three point percentage thirty six, which is you know a little bit too low for him. But thirty six percent, still pretty good, but not by his standards. And fifty eight is that two point percentage? I believe that's fifty eight percent from. Oh, I'm sorry. So that's fifty six percent from the field goal range. So. He's averaging roughly about his MVP, his last MVP, which is 2015-16 yeah. career. He's averaging about that, but two more points. The main thing is, and I think people, the haters that don't know shit about basketball, wants to see if he can do this consistency. Consistently, I'm sorry, because it was a whole point of this ain't really his game. Now he went out and he kind of made his game. Like, okay, cool, y'all saying this. Let me see if I can just win us some games by willing everything. He put up a NBA best so far this season, the 62 points. Right. And we got to remember, once again, this this not a dude that's big. He's not getting to the lane consistently. It's not like James Harden. He's coming off the dribble. He's getting to the lane. He's right. shooting. And also, too, um, it's the first 50-point game. For, well, it was the first 50-plus point game until, you know, obviously Bradley Bill has – Bradley Bill – had 57 through three quarters. I think he had 59, if I remember correctly, um, as of recent, as of, you know, us recording. But um, Brad, he was the first person with a 50-plus point game in, you know, in the young season. He is the second oldest player to have a 60 – or the third oldest player to have a 
I think it's second oldest to have a 60 point game. Um, obviously the late Kobe was, you know, with his final game going, you know, going out with 60 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the thing too is if you look at the stat line, he did it in everything. You know, he had a, you know, his two, his um I just crazy I had the numbers too, but I'm gonna pull them up again. But for... he had a he had uh the 62 point game for Curry. He had a, he had uh he went 19 for you know, he had 19 free throws, which is a career high. Um you know, he that game of that game alone was just I mean, he did it, he did it in every way he could he could have done it, like with that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, hold on, I'm gonna actually let me let me pull it up right now. Yeah, he went sixty he had sixty two points at eighteen for thirty one field goals with five rebounds and four assists. And mind you, the thing is with the Steph with the Stephen Curry thing, which I didn't understand was like, you know, we said this is his the guy has only played five games with this team. Yeah, you know, Wiseman is new, Ubre, and the thing too with a lot of those guys, like with Wiggins, it you know, Wiggins, like we say, Wiggins just uh, you know, whatever you know, whatever happens, happens with Wiggins. But with Ubre, right. he was take with Kelly Ubre, Kelly Ubre was taking shots that he usually makes and he was missing them. And in due time, those shots are gonna fall. Like these, granted, these team, you know, these guys are starting to, you know, g- learning how to play with each other. Cause like we said, he had he they have not played Curry has not played with these guys. And these guys haven't really played with each other that long either. They're adjusting to their roles. You know, Kerr, Steve uh Steve Kerr, I said Steve, I almost said Stephen Kerr. Steve Kerr is also trying to, you know, he's running the offense. He's trying to make adjustments to the offense where it benefits, you know, obviously Curry's going to, Curry knows how to run the offense. Some of these guys don't know how to run that offense either. Now you get a guy back in Draymond Green who, Draymond Green barely played any at all last year. He's only what, they were only, he's only played three or four games this year with no conditioning. And Mm -hmm. he's making a considerable difference. And granted, you have another guy who knows how to run the offense. Who where with Green with Draymond his his number his intangibles don't obviously his intangibles are not going to show on the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know Draymond Green's impact and his you know and knowing the offense is you know definitely going to help. You know, obviously Steph, you know, it's not going to relieve pressure from Steph in regards to the points, but it's going to relieve pressure in regards to teaching. You know. You know, teaching the new guys, you know, how to run the offense and how to, you know, pick in knowing where to be for not only for Curry to score, but only for Curry to give their shots as well. So, it, I mean, everything is slowly but surely coming back. Like, you know, usual NBA Twitter, everybody overreacts over one game or overreacts over a couple games and doesn't understand, like, hey, this is a this is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy, you know, I'm happy Steph Curry dropped 62. Even if he dropped 30, I would have been cool with that. But for him to go off, like, the way he did and the way he was going at the end of the game when he was just literally taking any shot he wanted to and it was hidden, I was like, good. You know, now you now you remind these people that they're, real, you know, that counted them out, that they're really stupid and must have forgot how he, you know, killed all the best players for five years. Also, I think I think it's, I think it's, I think a lot of what these people were saying, trying to slander him. That was five years of hate fuel that uh, Stephen Curry. I think the way people were talking about him. Oh, absolutely! Just because they needed something to say about him, just because you know, politics or whoever have always said he's been a humble superstar and he's yeah. picture perfect and all these things that he didn't place upon himself. He just 
it's called just having a good upbringing. If people don't understand that, you just have parents that raise you a certain way. But other than that, you know, I feel like he wants to do this just to show he can do it. Does he need to do it consistently? Right. Nah, I don't really want to see him do that because we talked about it last week at 32, about to be 33 years old in two months with those ankles. You know, it's it's not necessary. You just do it one time. If I mean, if he can keep doing it, that'd be great. That'd be great entertainment for us. And that's how we go back to watching Golden State games, even though I'm about to watch the one, uh, the Golden State game against the Clippers. But still, it's kind of like you still – you still want to see the team because with him, just the shooting capability, like we got so excited about shooting because of Steph Curry. He's changed the game. Shouts out to uh, Lil Isaiah Thomas for saying exactly what we've been knowing forever. Like, I mean, and it's evident, like he's changed the game forever. So, you know, we want to see that. We want to see the crazy. Sh- We're not going to get those in this system, at least with these players. We're not going to get the, the shoot and run away shots. We're not going to get those. But to still see somebody, like, we got to remember that as a score for what he is, to do that off shooting. He's not consistently getting in lane. He's not bodying you down low. He's not a center. He's not a LeBron-type player when he's driving, you know, going to the hole and you can't do anything about it or shooting a shot when he can from that, that left side of the court. He's shooting. And he made shooting look sexy. Phrasing. Right. He made it look good when nobody was like shooting. Like, bro, nah, we gotta have athleticism. Yeah, man. I mean what what he's doing is athletic. Yeah, it's just because he's he's short. And <laughs> he's six three and he's not an athletic marvel like LeBron James. And I feel like, you know, if you want to compare, you know. I don't like the LeBron James. I don't like how, you know, it turned into, oh, we got to put Stephen Curry. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm LeBron fans. Fuck Stephen Curry or whatever. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, he took championships away from you. But you can't really compare a 6'3 guy who is shoot, who can shoot lights out to a 6'8 athletic marvel. You know what I mean? Right. And then the thing is, let's say in an alternate universe, I like saying that a lot. I don't know why. Probably because I watch uh, Marvel movies and I'm in the comics. But let's just say... Kyrie Irving would have stayed healthy past that game one in the 2015 finals. Uh, Kevin Love would have been cool, even though Kelly Olenek, Kevin Love would have been cool, even though Kelly Olenek took out the shoulder in that Boston series. Let's say both of those players are healthy. Do we still say that the Cavs won the championship? And LeBron had to go off after he was hurt because he was off. But we know LeBron is more so a pass first player. He's a point forward. But do we say if everybody's healthy that we get a championship in 2015 with the Celtics? I mean, I'm sorry, with the with the Cavs against the Golden State Warriors. Wait, can you say the it lag real quick? Can you just ask the question again? My fault. So I said if everybody was healthy being uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love and Matthew Della Vadova isn't going to start in point guard. In that 2015 finals, do we choose the Cavs over the Golden State Warriors? I mean, there is a possibility, but obviously everything in hindsight, there's all hypotheticals. I mean, they could could they have won? Yes, but
can't, you know, with me, I don't like to sit back on those results because it's just like, all right, well, yeah, Curry, you know, Curry had a Curry could have won that, and maybe the Cavs could have won that as well. You know, every finals, every finals has had something like that where there have been injuries or a key player has been hurt for the most part. Our team is not fully healthy. Mm-hmm. So there's because I'm looking at I'm sorry, go ahead, bro. No, no, good, bro. I'm not good. Yeah, because I'm looking at his stats. And other than the 2012-2013 season, that 2014-2015 season, he was only averaging 23. Yeah. So it's definitely it, – it was a system. A lot of people – and the thing is, a lot of people tried to drag him because it was like, oh, he's a system player. What's the problem with that? That means I'm good. That means the system works for me. You know what right. I mean? It, it, it works for me. If I'm a system player, this was created for me, and it works for me. Whereas, like, you know, I heard Bermani Jones shout, shout out to him on the right time. He said that when it's Chris Paul on your team, Chris Paul is the system, and everything works. And it's evident because Chris Paul is top three point guard of all time. So in right. the case of a Steph Curry, he found a system. He found a Steve Kerr that helped him. You know, they well, said, said Mark Jackson. Top three? I mean, I I don't know about top three, but he's up there. Okay, who would you replace Chris Paul with? Or who's Chris above Paul him? Obviously, three. it's Magic 1, but then you're saying Oscar number two? Or are you saying Isaiah number two? And then – I mean – I, I mean, Steph might be number two now, honestly. There's four. I feel like the top four autos, which is Magic – I mean, I would have said, okay, auto maybe. But Magic, obviously Oscar Robinson. You said, you know, Zeke. Steph, I I know I know you know we joke about this, but if you want to be legit, Pop Cousy. <laughs> but nah, Chris Paul, Chris Paul could be top five. He could sneak in there. All right, but I think I think I think Magic Curry and Oscar Robertson are the top three. Hmm. I think, right, I think so. If we do a rankings real quick, here's my rankings, and I can base it on the stats. Off the top of my head, because even though I have a computer in front of me, I'm gonna try to remember the stats. Uh Magic, it goes without saying five championships, uh, I think three MVPs, and you know, I mean five championships, three MVPs, played with one of the greatest teams of all time, being at 86, 87 team. I think it was 87, 88 team, actually. The one that had it was Kareem on there, but it was like 38 years old, Kareem, but still right. he was still. But he still. was still cat. He's still putting up 21 12. So it don't matter. And like 1.3 nah. blocks. He still did what he did. Yeah. So, and then, you know, Byron, uh, Michael Cooper, who was defensive player of the year that year, if I'm not mistaken, being 86, 87 around that. And then you right. got Byron Scott, AC Green, et cetera. Right. So one of the greatest teams of all time, won the championship over the Celtics. You got him. You got uh, Oscar Robinson, who averaged a triple double for a season. Nobody did that up until 2017. And Russ has did it what three times already. So yep. now it's just like when you see it, it's just like, all right, he got a triple double three seasons. That that that's still insane. The first time it happened was insane. The second time it was even crazier. And you're not gonna tell me that's not a crazy stat. Hell, I think he might average another triple double this season, but I gotta check his stats. You got Isaiah Thomas, who's won twice, one time finals MVP. Uh you got Jerry West, who's won one championship. Was a finals MVP, even though they didn't win, which is still crazy. Yeah. Uh, Steve Nash, who hasn't won the title, but has been 
MVP back to back. Then you got Steph Curry, who has won what three championships, two MVPs, one unanimous uh, scoring title, changed the game. Yep, you might have put Steph Curry at number two. I'm he's he's up there. He might be number two, bro. Because I'm looking just at a regular list. Shout South South to this publication called Yard Baker. I'm just looking at a list real quick. And then Bleacher Report, they did their list. And they have, I can tell you real quick who they have. Uh, Bleacher Report's list is, give me one second. They have Isaiah at number 10, which I think isn't fair. They have Russ at number nine, which, you know, it's going to be a discussion about where he ranks. Uh, Number eight, we got Steve Nash. Number seven, Jason Kidd, who should be probably top five. We got John Stockton. Damn, we didn't even think about John Stockton, but John I mean, Stockton, Jason Kidd, who's won the championship. So I'm putting Jason Kidd over John Stockton. If we're going by championships, I'm going over that. And because I like, you know, Jason Kidd better. Shouts out to the Bay. Then we got Chris Paul at number five. Uh, like you said, he's in the top five. I think that's fair. Jerry West at the four. He won one championship, so I guess that's cool. Oscar Robertson at the three. I'm I'm all right with that. Steph Curry at the two. And Magic, of course, at number one. Yeah, I don't really I would say Magic number one. I mean, that goes without saying. Magic is to me probably a top five player all the time. Just he's never I'm lost. Say that too. I would say Magic is now actually have a Magic Johnson story. Really? Go ahead, Till. We already here, so you yeah, might as well. Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on one second. My fault, yeah. So, all right, my so Magic. I went to school. Um, I went to college upstate. He was from New York. I went to I went to SUNY Albany. Mm-hmm. Which is a which is a state uh, university for New York, and obviously Albany's the capital of New York. So, um, I went there, and what they used to do, like in the fall, they used to do what's called they called I think what they called the speaker series. Yeah, it was called the speaker series. So what they will have is they will have, you know, somebody of, you know, somebody famous or, you know, somebody well-renowned, you know, come to the school and speak. So, like, one year they had Colin Powell when he was, secret- you know, after, I think after Secretary of State. I think it was the – actually, I think was it the year Obama, like, got elected or, like, right before – no, it wasn't year. It was right before – I think it was right before Obama's second term because like, I was still in school at that time. But it was – we had Colin Powell one year. I think we had Hillary one year. And then one year, bro, we had Magic Johnson, the man himself. So, mind you, this was when NBA 2K12 came out. You remember when 2K12 had the three covers, right? Yeah, absolutely. With Jordan Magic. The old edition with just, uh, oh, you're talking about that one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, Magic, Jordan, Ma- Jordan, Jordan and Magic and Bird. Yeah. So, um, what? So, he came to speak. And he happened, it, the most ironic thing is he happened to come speak the week it came out. 
So, you know, obviously, you know, that's when 2K was great. You know, I was a I was a college kid. You know, obviously, we you know, we used to play game, you know, games in a room, whatever, while we were pre-gaming or partying, whatever. What do you know? You know the drill. So, um, my boy's telling – so, shout out to my boy Eric Zika. Wherever he's at, I hope he's doing good. I got to hit – I think I still have a number. I'm going to hit him up about this one. Day. I'm going to send him the picture because I still have the – I actually still have the cover on me. And I, I took a picture. I'll send it to you too, thanks. But, um, so – when I, you know, I didn't get the Jordan cover because I'm like, I already got the Jordan one from 2K11. You know, obviously 2K11 is probably the best 2K ever with the Jordan Challenger shit. So I was like, you know what? I am not getting a Metallica Bird one. Respectfully to Light Bird, I'm from New York. I can't be get, I can't be rocking Boston shit like that casually. Like, nah, that's a dub. I'm gonna get the Magic one. So I caught the Magic one. So my boy's like, yo, you know what's crazy? Like, there's the speaker series with him. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, I should bring it maybe. Because they used to let people go down and speak to them after sometimes. Mm-hmm. After they ask questions. So I was like, yo, I'm a, he was like, yo, bring the cover with you. And if you can, get a marker. So I was like, all right, cool. So I got a silver marker. I'm like, bet. I'm going to make this happen. Like, And we had a plan. We were like, yo, we're going to go down to speak to him together. Whoever gets to him first, pass the, pass the cover to him. And he'll sign it. So the shit is over. We go down. So people are going to him, trying to speak to him, whatever. And like it was, it was cool. Like he was funny. He was just really laid back. So my boy and I get him at the same time. And you know, people are trying because they gave us like book. You know, they give you like pamphlets and booklets and stuff talking about this. You know, people were having to sign that. So mm-hmm. I gave him the cover, and he like looked surprised because he didn't know what he was signing. And then he realized it was the two K twelve twelve cover. And he was shocked. He was like, oh, like, he started laughing. He, like, started laughing. Like, you know, he has, like, that laugh. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, man, y'all need to get on this. And, like, mm-hmm. people were, like, looking at us like, oh, shit, like, because I was smart. Like, I actually gave him something with him on it to sign. Like, it was a legit cover. And he took mm-hmm. them on. He's like, no, nah, I'm definitely signing this. And he signed it for me and gave it to me. Yo, my And, like, people kept coming up to us like, yo, like, yo, that, was, that was fucking genius. Like, how do we not think of that? And yeah, man, I still got I still got that cover in my room to this day. Like I took a picture. I'm gonna send it to you. But yeah, Magic, Magic signed my 2K12 cover. And man, Magic said, "Oh, he got the real cover." Yeah, he was. He said, "Hey, he said, hey, he said, hey, man, y'all need to get on this." And everybody was laughing and shit. But people were just like looking at us, like, "Damn, these motherfuckers, these these two dudes are smart." Like they came with the 2K12 cover. I had them sign it. And man, I heard like people in the back are like, damn, I should have bought my shit. Like, I bought the magic cover too. I was like, hey man. Yeah, dude. You gotta be smart with it. I was thinking, I was thinking, like, damn, was it all three? No, it was like separate covers. Cause remember 2K13 had everybody on the cover at once. It was D Rose, nah. Blake, and KD. Yeah. But nah, I was it thinking, was separate yeah. it was separate covers. For the 2K12, right? For 2K12, yeah, it was Jordan, Magic, yeah. and Bird. Yeah, because I think me, I got the I got the Jordan cover. Oh, well, I actually, you, I didn't get the Jordan cover. I had uh, I had a modded Xbox 360, so I had a Burks DVD with 2K12. Damn, that that was a that was the times. But yeah, bro, I just sent it to you. Okay, bet. Yeah, but you know, uh, Steph, I think you know we could ha- we don't need to have those debates because ESPN always give us like stats we don't yeah. need, and they give us tw- twenty best. You know, left-handed players and all that, but you know, I think it'll be, we'll be here time. all night, right? And it'll be a time and a place where we discuss Steph Curry as the second greatest point guard of all time. But you know, 
it's just I love the fact that right now he showed that. I don't think he consistently needs to do it. He's he's already established, but you know the greats like to remind you that the great he's already showed. He's establishing history. I I think we can agree that he's top fifteen of all time just based on how he's changed the game. He's a winner. It's nothing really else to talk about. I just hope people watch more basketball. Shouts out to Hoops and Brews for that statement. Watch more basketball, man, and just Shout out to appreciate him, what we we got him. Because we really come into the end of the era. Like, I mean, obviously he's 33, so he's still young. But by athletic standpoint, 33 ain't that young. So we get to a point where, you know, he's almost going to be out the league. LeBron, Carmelo, it's like, it's, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously that's, it's that decade. It's the end of that decade. I mean, James Harden probably going to play the next couple of years. But, you know, we get to a point now where you can tell, like, these young players are, changing not even i wouldn't say changing the game but they different you know they like yeah they like 2k deals if you want to use that like you got luca you got zion devin booker etc so you know appreciate steph yeah. curry while you can and you know exactly while we there but, exactly. but let's y'all get into y'all yeah y'all are disgusting for slander is Stephen curry and i'm never gonna forget that man you let let that man live just watch full games, bro. It's easy. Like I tell people, like man, they on. If you get the app, the NBA League Pass app, they have it on there. If you don't want to do that, you can watch full games. If you just Google it, it's, it's certain sites that have them hidden, but you can watch full games. Don't watch fucking highlights. Watch full games. Yeah. Shout out to Pavi TPJ. Watch more basketball. That's a that's a that's a, that's a true fact. Shout Just to, to the bros. But yeah, bro. No doubt. All right, man. So, what's up? Next? What's up next on the on the docket? Uh, NFL Super Wild Card. That sounds very esque of the '80s, and they treat their players like it's the '70s. So, shout out like to Super it, it does, and how these <laughs> players be getting hit by Derrick Henry specifically. They seem like they be moving like 2K. I mean, I'm sorry, not 2K, but Tech Mobile characters. So, shouts out to yeah. Roger Goodell being progressive uh, with the NFL as he has all season and since his whole tenure all right man so um do you want to go game by game do you want to just yeah you know let you know actually let's go let's go game by game so um if that's cool with you you cool with that absolutely that's what we're here for yeah. uh, i'm gonna so try to get are... the betting odds as well you're gonna try to get the what i'm gonna try to get the betting odds i know that as well because you know oh, yeah. that, that when we yeah, get to the bears the Saints game, yeah yeah, man. So um, we have six games going on this weekend, which honestly, I've been on my hashtag fuck football wave, but I've watched here and there and I kind of watched a couple, you know, I watched it, but I didn't really like get too invested in it. I'm not going to lie to you. And the only reason I kind of wanted to watch was because I saw the Giants were going to win the almost won the NFC East at six and 10 until the Eagles decided to purposely tank. I don't want to hear that bullshit that Doug Peterson or anybody else is saying about taking a Jalen Hurts out the game for Nate, whatever the Sudfeld, Super, whatever his name is. I don't want to hear that. I don't think that's a lie. But anyways, um, the first game, uh, the first game, there's three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Uh, first game to start off the playoffs is going to be the Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills. Um, you got the betting odds up for that, or you want me to just go into it? No, that's fine. We can just go over it because I try to look at it and – I don't see a site that it goes straight to it, but then I don't want to confuse the listeners nor myself with trying to read the numbers while we're trying to do predictions. Just y'all, y'all can do that. Talk to the yeah. bookies, uh, and then place your bets accordingly. Talk to the, or, talk to, 
talk to the bull. Yeah. That's go cool. talk to Johnny the Bull, and if you want the NY, if they still got Italians, uh, talk to the not you know not the typecast people, but if they got it, the old school Italians that bet, yeah. talk to them. Actually, if you go on the ESPN app, the betting they don't have the betting odds, but they have the the score line, like the betting line. <laughs> Um, Buffalo, Buffalo's a six and a half point favorite in the game. Um, I was gonna say, I said the Bills were gonna DDT the Colts earlier today in a sports room, but um, I'm gonna hold back on that. I'm gonna think it's gonna be closer than we think, even though Buffalo has a really good defense and um, Josh Allen has played really well, and the Bills in general have just played really well all year. Um, the Colts do have a really pretty good offensive line. And their running back has done really well off of it, has uh, profited really well. And uh, the front seven is a decent front seven, too. So I think this is a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I still have the Bills winning this game, though. Um, I just think the Bills have played very well all season. And I don't trust Phillip Rivers in the playoffs. So I'm going to keep that real simple. And that's how I, that's that's my pick. I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills. Uh, same here. Their defense has been consistent all season. And this Phillip Rivers dog, I forgot he was on the Colts. That's funny. Like, I haven't watched a lot of Colts games, but I remember when that offseason transaction happened, I was like, oh, he's still going to stay here, bet. No. We got the Colts or the Bills? Uh, I got the Bills. Uh, I think my, I think my internet dropped, but I'm going with the Bills. By a lot or a little, or a little. <laughs> I, you want I, me to give a score say, prediction if you want to? I had the I got the bills awarded like a I don't think the bills are gonna lose by win by less than 10, honestly. Nah, I mean, they got the number two offense being the bills, uh, they defense is 14, but once again, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you got Philip Rivers at show. As your quarterback, so nah, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think if if their offensive line is really good, but if Phillip Rivers turns the ball over, like that's you know, that's that's gonna be they, they you know that's that's an easy that's an easy way for the Bills to win this game. I shouldn't have pulled up his stats for this season. It's probably around the same as when he last went to the playoffs. In the AFC West, when he played for the Chargers, what was that? Two years ago, I wish I had that. Like two, three years ago. Yeah, I was watching that game live. Yeah. Um. All right. We well, want to move on to the next one. Uh. Sad. So this is the middle. This is the. Um. I guess you would call this the late afternoon game. This is the one o'clock game for the West Coast. Uh. The Rams and Seahawks. Um. Four forty. They're going to be playing at four. 40 p.m. Eastern time, 140 Western time. Seattle is the three and a half point favorite in this one. I'm going to go with the Seahawks because they are in Seattle. Russell Wilson, I trust. And even though the Rams defense has given the Seahawks fits um, the last couple of years, I just don't trust Jared Goff. That's what I'm about to say. Him and Sean really trust the I don't trust the Rams. Like, yes, granted, the Rams, like I said, have. They have given the, the number Seahawks one problems. Defense. Yeah, they have, you know, they obviously great defense. And like I said, you know, Russell, you know, out of the the, the, um, the division, Russell Wilson has kind of had most of his headaches with the Rams against the Rams defense. But um, I just trust Russell, uh, Russell Wilson in the playoffs a lot more than I do Jared Goff and Sean McVay. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Seahawks. 
I'm gonna give it. I, you know, I didn't do Bills Colts a score. Um, I'll do Rams Seahawks this one. Uh, I'll do a Seahawks Rams score. I'm going to say, I'll take Seattle twenty four twenty. Damn, that high of a score. I think so. Yeah. I think there's gonna there's gonna be a there's gonna be a weird there's gonna be a breakthrough where the uh, where the Seahawks just score. They'll get to that twenty four really quick. Like it may be like a ten seven game, and then out of nowhere, you know, it it turns to twenty four seven or twenty four ten. I think it'll be one of those types of games. All right, uh, this is where show your work comes into play. As a coach, a head coach, Sean McVay is. All right, you know, he got him to the Super Bowl once, which is pretty good in the NFL. So let me not be one of those guys. But like, oh, that's all right. No, that's in the NFL. The NFL is not like the NBA. You can't predict who's going to win the championship. Well, now shit with the with the Chiefs. <laughs> you could probably just be like, yeah, the I Chiefs mean, yeah, the Chiefs may be the only one, but yeah, that's about it. Or the Bucks, but you know. Uh in this instance, show your work MVP might goes to the Seattle Seahawks head coach, also former national champion head coach from USC. Uh, why am I blinking out on his name right now? And I've been knowing Pete this man names, yeah, for 14, no, not even 14 right. years, for 20. For 20? No, 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 for 14 yeah, years, yeah. I'm tripping right now. Yeah, See, now Snoop, I'm messing up. Snoop Dogg shaking his head and disgust that shit right now, wherever he lived at. Uh, I think it all be on. You know, I'm tripping. I'll say 24 years. This happened to me earlier this when I was talking cool. to one of my boys. I was like, 20 years nah. I've been knowing you. I'm like, bro, I'm only 32. How am I know you for 20 years? Even though that's probable, but not with him. No, uh, I feel you, bro. I have a no. Yeah, but look, at least listeners now, you're hearing it. I don't have CTE, but it'd be times I feel like I got it because I'm actually remembering names. I just forgot Pete Carroll's name. Uh, so, you know, even though I've been knowing about Pete Carroll for – 14 years now, probably. No, no, actually 16, because that 2014 national, 2004 national title game had, what, Mark Sanchez, Reggie Bush, or was that, two, yeah, that was 2004, right? That was, yeah, like 04, yeah, 04. Damn, time going by fast. Yeah, against Vince Young. Damn, that don't feel that long ago. I thought it was like yep. 2016. Yeah, so for 16 years now, I've watched him coach. Uh, So down the stretch, I'm going with him. Once again, the Rams have the number one defense. I mean, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is slowly becoming one of the greatest defensive players of all time, if he's not already there. So my thing is with Russ, it's like your your wideouts are great, but with you, are you going to option read? That's the only thing. Is he willing to take that contact? Because they tend to do that a lot in the playoffs with him. They just obsolete. They let him go out of the pocket and just run for it. But right. then you got the defensive line with the Rams. But I'm going to agree with you. I'm going with, and I feel like rushing to be MVP. But you know, Aaron Rod, they are. That's a whole different topic. But you know, I understand what Aaron Rodgers did. But you know, Russell will get one before he retires. Either way, he had a Hall of Famer at this point. Uh, I'm going with the Seahawks. I know that was a long winded pause, but I'm going with the Seahawks. For the win, uh, I think the score a little be a little bit less than that. I'll probably go somewhere along the lines of damn sixteen. I I'll probably go twelve 
to 12 to 15 in favor Man, of the Seahawks. That low? Shit. Jerry Goff. I mean, yeah, it's Jerry Goff in the playoffs. And then I think about that defense. The 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 biggest thing is going to be how close can you get to the line with the Seahawks? Because that defensive line is blocking anything when you're trying to throw the ball. So you got to have a run game. I think this is for the most part a run game. And the way you play this, let me just get to the field goal. You got to pull up. And I hate y'all so much. Y'all break my heart. Y'all break my heart more than most women in my life. Uh, Being the Cowboys. Because we live on the Bears. Gee, when we had Sean Garrett, that's every single play. Hey, let's just hope we get the field goal. Yeah, Jared Goff is out. He's out? Yeah, he that man is not playing. With what? Is it COVID or just another injury? I can't say. I mean, I'm on ESPN's app right now, so I'm trying to see. No, they ain't going to tell you shit. You got to read the not whole Goff, article. No, because remember, Goff hurt his thumb. Who's a backup? I, that's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, throwing in practice, but yeah, because he's on, he had thumb Jared, surgery. So, Oh, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is their backup right Blake was that backup I'm like yo I know it's I know it's somebody I know it's somebody who was a quarterback I forgot Blake Bortles went to the to the Rams <laughs> Jacksonville Jacksonville legend Blake, hey shout out to Amp I know he got some Blake shout Bortles, out to uh, Amp and Devin and Joe <laughs> shout out to Ario podcast yeah oh no shout out to them in general but Devin is a uh Titans fan so oh yeah Devin is a Titans fan so Devin probably cracking up Gee, I yeah. Let me go ahead and put some money on Seattle like tonight, because I mean, you know, the NFL your defense can carry you, but yeah, that's my score. Uh, what did I say? Twelve to sixteen? Twelve to fifteen? Twelve to fifteen? You're like twelve to fifteen, yeah. Dang, okay, you're looking like a nineteen forty game. All right, next. So the uh to round off Saturday night, the nightcap, eight fifteen uh Eastern time. It's going to be Tampa Bay and the Washington Football Team. Tampa I'm going to bed. Favorite. I'm sorry to cut you, you off, co-host. I'm sorry to cut you off, co-host. I just believe I don't want to see a 42-year-old man who is the greatest quarterback of all time beat the team. Washington. That's it. Not even the team. Just Washington. The Washington football. Washington team. I don't think I want to be up three hours. That's That goes off at about 11.30. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, if you're on Easter time, it goes off at about 11:30. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm picking I'm picking Tampa Bay. I'm sorry. I do like first of all, Washington doesn't even have Dwayne. You know, we talked about Dwayne Haskins, whatever. Alex Smith, Alex Smith is one, bro. Alex Smith can't even plant his foot correctly to make a throw. So I fear for that man, that man's leg, uh, respectfully. And I hate that uh people are uh, trying to sensationalize his. Leg that damn near fucking looked like he was fighting in Iraq and he's playing football. I do not want to. I just not. Nah. Um, Are you slandering the veterans, sir? No. Am I slandering who? The veterans. I'm slandering nobody. I'm just saying his leg is. Uh, he does not. Have, I don't know how he's playing football with that leg. And he cannot even put a. Can't even play his foot. Um, I mean, if you want to go fight for a Camaro, go ahead. That's all I said. This ain't the podcast to wild out, but you know, Brooke Banks. Come on, I, I gotta get one now. Come on, bro. 
Let me get one. Let me get, let me get one semi-problematic statement out. All right. I get it. You got that one. No, but it, thank you for laughing. At me. I thought that was a bad joke, but I was like, okay, cool. We gotta, we gotta get like an evil dark. Somebody, we gotta get an evil voice that says "dark" as a drop when when a dark human joke pops up. But anyways, um, yeah, Alex Smith, I yeah, I fear for his leg. Um, and then he might not even play, and I have no clue who their backup is. And their backup, I forgot the dude's name. It's like Hanky or something like that. Which is, I mean, yeah, the jokes write themselves. I don't think the guy has had an NFL snap. So I'm picking Tampa Bay to win this game. I mean, I hope Mike Evans shows up because I feel like Mike Evans always gets hurt. I know he left the game with a knee injury, but hopefully he's back. And, I mean, we'll, it's going to be interesting to see because if, if, if Tampa Bay does not convincingly win this game, they are supposed to play – I think they play Green Bay in the next round if they win. And if they do not win this game convincingly, I do not feel good about them playing against uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So, Tampa Bay uh, better win the Tampa Bay better win this game. I think Tampa Bay had, you know, obviously it's a win-lose thing. I think Tampa Bay had like they'll win this game, but I think how they win this game determines how far they how far they'll go in the playoffs. Uh I don't need to have any deep insight. Uh, I'm, shouts out to you for being a professional, going that you know, Amen. deep in the insight, you know, phrasing. Uh, <laughs> you know how I feel about the team. Uh, you know how I feel about. I don't really have too much giant slender because I got love for New York, and uh, uh, Lawrence Taylor is the reason why I got into football. I'm sorry, uh, the Bills. I don't have any slender for them, and I just like the Giants just because I was uh, a Victor fan. Back back when he was playing, when he was all pro. Shout to Vic. Yeah, so I don't really have slander for the New York teams, even though Buffalo is upstate and y'all have that whole beef. But you know, uh, but so other than even pay attention to the Bills, I'm just I'm just like, oh shit, they made the playoffs cool. (laughs) Hey, without them, I wouldn't watch football because Lawrence Taylor got me into football. But you know, we'll talk about that. Who got us into what sports? I think that'll probably be uh the episode after the next one. Yeah, we that's the topic. Uh, so what I was going with this is, you know, shouts out to the Giants, who is a rival team. Uh, shouts out to San Francisco, who's a rival team. But the other two teams, fuck them. Uh, fuck the Washington team. Fuck the Eagles. Uh, with all that being said, uh, Tampa Bay, I don't need to give a score. Uh, the greatest quarterback of all time is going to do what if he's usually do. He's going to surgically destroy them like he does damn near every team. And that's it. I don't need to have a score. Just just beat their ass. Uh, fuck the Washington team. And fuck the Eagles. And the Eagles not even the playoffs, but fuck the Eagles. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, man. I can't stand – I'm I'm going to be respectful here. I cannot stand the Cowboys. I think it's mostly because of Cowboys Twitter and NFC East Twitter that has made me even not like the Cowboys even more. Um, Even though the Cowboys taking it this year's starter pack is still one of the funniest Twitter jokes of all time. You know about that joke, right? With the Flint 13s and the jean shorts? <laughs> Let's move on. But it's kind of true. <laughs> nah, that's true, though. Depending yeah, on where on. you at in America, it's true. So Texas, obviously where the team plays at, and hey, probably man. Arizona. And California, if it was the Raiders, that gear coincide. Like the Cortez oh, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. high water socks and the jean, the Echo jean shorts. 
They they got the John Cena shorts. That'll definitely be the, the Cena sh- the John Cena shorts exactly. Right with the big jersey. That'll definitely be the Raiders or you know because even though they in Vegas still they they hardcore fan bases in Cali more so L A. Definitely, definitely. But um, all right, man. So that was our expert analysis on Tampa Bay and Washington. I'm just saying Tampa Bay because this game really matters more to Tampa Bay than Washington. Let's let's really be honest there. But anyways, moving right along. Um. All right, so now we're going on to the three Sunday games. The first game, 1 o'clock Eastern time, 1.05 p.m. Eastern time, excuse me. The Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans. Baltimore is the three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um, I'll let you go first on this one. Man, these three games coming up, I'm low-key excited about. Uh, This is probably my favorite game, or this is going to be the game I'm going to enjoy the most. (sighs) I would agree. Go ahead and get the analyst because I'm about to I'm about to look up some All stats right. and then because right now I'm, so, I'm conflicted. Yeah, this is a this is probably the this is probably the closest game. Honestly, this is the game that literally if you pick the Titans, I get it. If you pick the Ravens, I get it. Um, with Baltimore, I mean, we obviously know the Titans knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs last year, and then. Everybody said Lamar Jackson could not win because of what he did, and you know, respectfully so. Um, both teams have the same record at eleven and five, and like I said, Baltimore's the three and a half point favorite. This is a hard game because obviously Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson, and we know what he can do. Um, you know, on the other side of quarterback two, Ryan Tannehill has had a pretty good season. Ryan Tannehill actually has a decent season, thirty-eight. 30, he had three. He passed for 3,819 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So that's a pretty decent year. We know we know about Derrick Henry, how he's fucking a, a Mack truck in a human form. <laughs> he, I'm he trying to comic book analogy for him. Yeah. I, I'm I mean, trying to do, like, I don't know if he Lobo for the DC people or for the Marvel people. He might, he really might be the juggernaut. Well, what you said, you cut, you cut out. Hey, fuck Comcast. I was saying before Comcast decided to hate on me, I said he, <laughs> he's more so, if if you know DC comic verse, he would be Lobo, but I'm going to use a better one. He's the juggernaut. He's definitely yeah. Marvel. What's that saying? I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, that, that's Derrick Henry. That ass. Um, Dude, it'd be left tackle trying to take him down. He'd be like, nah, stiff arm. Josh Norman, when that when he when he t- t- uh, stiff on Josh Norman, that shit was funny, bro. He flew, like bro, bro it like, looked like you would have thought he roundhouse kicked him. Yo, he did a Chris Brown flip with no <laughs> coat. <laughs> Yo, oh my god, that that was a funny stiff on though. Yeah, yeah, speaking of Josh Norman, being hold the last couple years, but that's another discussion for another day. Anyways, so Derrick Henry, he played for the the team. The team, yeah, he was getting held by Giants players too all the time, but that's another story for another day. Um, so uh, Derrick Henry, 2000 rushing yards. Um, he is the eighth running back in NFL history to do it. I'm gonna name the other seven for you know, just for the hell of it because I, you know, I like to show my work and so do you, Banks. So, and that's the Tyler's podcast, and that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, the first 2000 yard running back was none other than everybody's favorite running back on Twitter who has expert mm-hmm. fantasy advice. The juice, bro. OJ Simpson, first one, 1973. Um, 
obviously he's the only one who did it in a 14 game season because the other were other quarter uh, running backs did in 16 game seasons. Um, Eric Dickerson was the second one in 1983, and at the time he broke the single season of uh, rookie rushing uh, record. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is actually the highest uh, NFL rushing record of all time. Still, uh, Eric Dickerson had 2,105 yards in the 1983 season. Um, OJ Simpson rushed for 2,003. Uh, Barry Sanders was the third one to do it in 1997. He rushed for 2,053 yards. Um, and at the time he was 29, he's the oldest running back. He was the oldest running back to do it. Um, the wild part of Barry Sanders season, so I was reading on this before, he actually only had 53 rushing yards through two games. And he went absolutely crazy in the last 14 games of the season, average, uh, running for 100 yards or more each of those games and averaging 6.1 yards per carry during the season. <laughs> but Barry Sanders was crazy. Um, and then – 29 because he didn't have a team behind him. Now we got Calvin Johnson, who was the first ballot Hall of Famer in my eyes, who had to leave that trash ass Detroit Lions team because they're not giving yeah. no help. The Lions were toxic, but like Matthew Stafford is my quarterback, bet. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh 1998. Actually, the next year, right after Barry Sanders rushed for 2000, uh, Terrell Davis from LeBron uh Former Dever Brocker running back became the fourth to do it, rushing for 2,008 yards. Um, and he's the only out of those guys out of the 2,000 yard club, he's the only one to do, um, to record 20 plus rushing touchdowns. He had 21. Um, and he only, he had a, he had a thousand yard, he had a thousand yards only seven games into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, following Terrell Davis, it was Jamal Lewis in the 2003 season with the Bears. Um, he had 2,066 yards. 500 of those yards were in the first two games against the Browns because that's when he rushed for – when he went crazy, he rushed for, uh, was it, 295 in the first game, which he did. And then he rushed for 205 in the second game, which is absolutely insane. I actually remember watching that game when he went for 295 against Cleveland. But shout out to Jamal Lewis, whoever he is. Um, following him – now, Gary, you have something to say? Oh, no, no. I was listening to what you said. Uh, but since oh. you uh, allow me to talk, I was, I was going to wait for you to finish, brother. But since you allow me to talk, uh, yeah, Eric Dickerson has so many records, but I'll just give you one that I'm looking up per Wikipedia stats. And, you know, it was a record that we thought of one. When I see him throw that ball, Adrian Peterson was going to break in that 2014 year. Bro, uh, when I see him throw that ball. Throw that ball. When he was comeback player <laughs> of the year and MVP. Uh Nah, but still to this day, and it's a record that was held in 1984, people, when Magic, well, I'm sorry, not Magic, when Michael Jordan was a rookie. Single season record by Eric Dickerson is 2,105 rushing yards. Yep, correct. And he rushed for 13,000 yards for his career, which may be the all-time record, but I need to look that up. Yeah, if if he's not number one, he's definitely number two. Uh yeah, he's that bro because it's two thousand one hundred and five yards in one season. Yeah. No, Derek Dickerson does have the record, and I'm gonna go into the Adrian Peterson season after. Um, actually, very shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, so after Jamal Lewis, it was Chris Johnson with the Titans in two thousand nine, rushed for two thousand and six yards. Um, he averaged five point six yards to carry, and then he he has the NFL record for yards from scrimmage with two thousand and five hundred and nine yards from from scrimmage in that two thousand and nine season. Um, 
following him. Like we just talked about Adrian Peterson. When I seen him throw that ball, <laughs> <laughs> he was running for the Vikings at the time, obviously. Um, and he did that in the 2012 season, rushing. Uh, he had 2,097 yards, which is just eight yards short of Eric Dickerson's record. Um, the crazy part is this: this was the following the year after he tore two ligaments in his left knee. Yeah, he had an ACL. Which he is, came back the fastest I've ever seen a human being that plays professional. He only came back what, like in nine months or something like that, right? Or something crazy like that. No, it was he like came back six, bro. It Bruh, was fam. It just unreal, unfreaking real. But yeah, yeah, he probably got that, uh, that deer spray that that Cone got, Ray Lewis had. But you know, nah, he might have. Oh, he might have got the you know the God bless it. So he might have got the Kobe surgery. He got he, he might have got the Kobe and the Ray Mysterio. Yeah, that uh, Germany surgery. The, the, the Germany blood, surgery. Yeah, plasma yeah, the, thing. The, plate, the platelet surgery. Remember, Remember Greg Alden tried to get that. Yeah, and it didn't um, work for him. Hey man, it, it ain't for everybody. <laughs> Greg Oden, damn. Uh, all right, and then obviously with Derrick Henry, you know, after Adrian Peterson, Derrick Henry, you know, did this year. Um, the Titans are actually the first franchise to have multiple two thousand yard rushes, with obviously Chris Johnson in 09 and now Derrick Henry eleven years later. Um, and uh, just a just an interesting stat: out of the eight players to have recorded the two thousand yard rushing season, all but one which is ironically Eric Dickerson won the NFL Offensive Player of the Year award the year that they rushed for 2,000 yards. Um, Dickerson did win it a couple years later in 86. OJ, Barry Sanders, Terrell Davis, and Adrian Peterson also won the Most Valuable Player Award at the time. And, um, yeah, so those are just some interesting notes about uh, about those guys. And, um yeah, so I know we kind of got long winded with Baltimore and Tennessee. Honestly, bro, I really am conflicted with this game. I really am. I don't know who to call, and um, I'm you know, bro, I'm fuck it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna go Ravens. I'm gonna go Ravens twenty four twenty one. Justin Tucker wins it for them. Big trust. Big trust Big wins trust, the game for the. Big trust wins wins the game for the Ravens. I think, but if the Titans would have went to um. I would not be surprised. This is this is one of those games, bro. Either team wins, it's like, all right, you know. Uh, shouts out to Big Trust, who has the same birthday as me. Random fact. Uh, third in offense for the Titans, nineteen for the Ravens, seventh in defense for the Ravens, twenty eighth in for the Titans. Passing yards, thirty second for the Ravens, which is crazy. They you the the Des just there. Des all time great cowboy, just there, just to be there. I mean, obviously yeah. he didn't get a lot of he didn't get a chance to to play much to get in the system, but still, he's playing now. Uh, 23rd in passing for the Titans, rushing yards is is crazy stats to me. Actually, number one rushing yards is for the Ravens, which has been consistently they offense anyway, so that's not that crazy. But rushing yards second. For the Titans, so I mean, you got Derrick Henry, you got a nuclear weapon. Uh, I'm probably going with I'll, I'll probably go with the Ravens. As, let me be play devil's advocate, let me go with the Titans because we agree just because we watch sports and we can break it down. I'm going with the Titans. Yeah. Uh, you got to score. Do you really? Does it really matter to you? 
No, it'll just be close. Honestly. That's not like that's not a cop out. I'd just say it's close. I think that's the most. I think the Ravens Titans scoreline is probably the most accurate one. The uh, Baltimore three point favorite. Even though I mean I feel like it could be even, but you know, see see the sports, but got to create some chaos, right? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, I'm going to be honest with you. In my opinion, this is the most interesting game of the week of the six games. We got the Chicago Bears coming in at 8-8, eight and eight, going against the New Orleans Saints, who are 12-4. and four. Um, New Orleans is a 10-point favorite. I think that's – I'm not going to lie. I don't know about this game. I want to be a chaos advocate. I want to be a chaos agent. I want to be a shit starter, a shit stirrer, whatever you want to call me. It's all the same shit. Don't worry. Um, if you don't do it, I'm going to do it. Because guess what I'm I'm going to pick the Bears to win this game. All right. We here. Now, I, didn't, I want to play okay. devil's advocate, but not for no goddamn nah, nah, racist I, prick like Drew Brees, who's over I, the hill. Hold on. I'm here. Let me come on. I'm sorry, brother. Let me go ahead. You got him, my brother. The, the stage is yours. Listen, Hold on. Man. The coupon is coming on. Person, bro. Listen, bro, let me let me get you a drink, bro. I'm gonna take your coat. I'll put it, you know, I'll put it in the closet. You feel me? You good? Right. I wish they could see me on camera right now. I'm up here, you know, I'm going, hey. I'm going iron chic with this shit. Listen, hey man, hey, man. G- hey man, give me the keys, bro. I'll go park your car, man. Go talk your shit. Listen, y'all, he brought this karma upon y'all. In a football sense, let's talk about this. Fuck Drew Brees. We already know what's up with him. Let's talk about the football sense. This happens all the time with the Saints, bro. What can it's Murphy's law with the Saints? What can go wrong will go wrong, and then guess what's gonna happen? The Saints fans, like that one last year that made that diss song talking about I'm sick of the Saints, that was trending on Twitter, which was actually hysterical. It happens every single year in the playoffs. They're gonna blame the referees for what's about to happen to them. All right, I don't give you, I don't need to give a whole analysis as to why I'm choosing the Bears other than their defense. There you. Even though the Saints had the fourth defense, they ain't got Khalil Mack, all right? Now, Mr. Trubisky, everything has been said. I don't need to say anything more. Shit. Mitch Trubisky, uh, Mitch Trubisky? Mitch, at this point, is probably better than Drew Brees. And I was thundering my words. Try to say Mitch Trubisky very fast, all right? Mitch Trubisky, I feel you. I feel you. It happens to us, man. Yeah, it don't matter. But, you know, Mitch Mitch, that guy who who should be on some bullshit like Drew Brees. Drew Brees sounds like a cool name, you know. No pun intended with the Brees, but I'm going with the Cowboys. I'm with the Cowboys. I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm going with the Bears. I wish it, it should. You know, they wouldn't be going against either one of these teams, but it should be. But you know, I'll cry later. Laugh now, cry later. Uh, I'm going with the Bears. Uh, I thought you know. Bears fans, once they start losing two games in a row, it's like, well, damn, here we go. And they made it in with a perfect wild card record. Like, this is eight and eight. This is like we got in just because somebody lost and we won. I'm going with the Bears because I got a lot of Chicago people I fuck with heavy. Uh, They're Bears fans. And not just that. uh, I like the Bears. I like the Bears. I've never been a Saints fan. You know, it's, it's, it's one of the things where they – a rival team to the Cowboys, but they're not a rival team. It, I feel like they're, every team is a rival team for the Cowboys. Like in the Roger Starbuck era, they was like, oh, you know what? Who we got beat by? Yeah, the, the Jets are a rival team to us. It's like, no, no, they're not. But Damn, how? Gee, it's just like they – I feel like they always come up with rivals for the Cowboys, I swear. 
like I understand, you know, the conferences and the divisions and stuff, but sometimes I feel like somebody's just making this shit up. But regardless, I'm going with the Bears, you know, bear down. I'm going with them. I'm gonna put some money. This probably is the only now I'll probably put some money down on another game, but I'm definitely putting some money down on the Bears. Yeah, uh you kind of really took everything out that I was gonna say. Um, but you know. You know what I mean? Listen, man, mano a mano. Sometimes, I, sometimes you you got to drive the whip. Sometimes I got to drive the whip. That's just how this podcast works. Um, I'm going to pick the Bears. I, just, I don't know. I just do not feel confident in the Saints. I'm not going to lie to you. And also, you got to remember, like, I know this happened a couple weeks ago, but Drew Brees did uh, get a, a fucking uh, Eddie Guerrero backbreaker done to him, so he has no ribs. It's called and, karma. And Listen, man. If the if Drew Brees gets hurt, or you know he gets hit too hard, and and the and the Bears get to him, um, Mormon Michael Vick is not going to save them. I'll tell you that much. Actually, no, I'm being disrespectful calling him Mormon Michael Vick because I'm disrespecting Michael Vick. I love Michael Vick, um, as a football player, and I'm sorry that was kind of out of line. Am I fucked up for calling Taysom Hill Mormon Michael Vick? No, but we could say where the fuck is Jamie James Winston. Famous James, where he at? The he third string, bro. The jokes write themselves. I'm not gonna say anything. Um, no, go ahead. Nah, I was gonna say he's like he started crab legs. He need to go ahead and steal that spot. Yo, he he got to steal the football from Drew Brees. That's what he needs to do. Um, but yeah, I just don't to write the N word on the football afterwards. Um, <laughs> come on, can't steal this. Hey, you I stole just, our I, country. I, you can't steal this. That's that's crazy. I'm I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm gonna be a chaos agent. I'm picking the Bears. Fuck it. Let's go. Hey. I saw in New Orleans how many people are actually picking the Saints other than the analysts. I really don't know, and it's crazy because I visited New Orleans and I enjoyed it. I went with my girl like a, uh, like a year and a half ago, and I really enjoyed it. And it's funny because it sucked. We we came back on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Because the day we came back, they were actually facing the Falcons. And, like, with the, you know, when we, you know, I didn't know the Saints-Falcons were – I knew it was real, but I didn't know, like, it was really, really real. But when I was in the city, man, like, I kept Java talking about how much he hated the Falcons, calling them the Dirty Birds and all types of shit. But, hey, Saints fans are passionate, but, I, bro, I don't know, man. I just have a weird feeling. I just – I don't know. I, I feel like I, I can't ride for the Saints. I don't. I have no confidence in them honestly. Reason the playoffs and reason like you know we know we know what's up when it comes to them. So uh one of the best analogies I ever heard, shouts out to Bomani Jones again. He said that New Orleans is, I think he said along the lines of if it wasn't the best place on earth, if it wasn't the best place on earth, it'll be the worst place on earth. That's the best way of saying anything relating to. New Orleans. As a person that's been in New Orleans, I completely understand that. Because it's a great place, but it got pockets where if hey, you listen. go that way, you might be done. My girl loves New Orleans. Like, she could talk to you all day about how much she loves New Orleans, and I totally understand. But she also told me, like, you know, I don't see, you know, it's like that, it's that analogy. It's the best place and also the worst place in a weird way. But let's move to the last game. Um, this is the eight. This is the Sunday night football game on NBC. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, who are eleven and five, going against the twelve and four Steelers, who finished and going against the Steelers. Excuse me, who finished the season at twelve and four and won the AFC North. 
Pittsburgh is the six-point favorite. Um, I do not, you know, listen, we all, we can talk about Big Ben and, you know, how much we don't rock with him. That's another story. Oh, you talking about non-consensual Ben? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Exactly. Uh, and you know, Mike Tomlin's a black coach and, you know, we got love for, we got love for black people in this podcast. Um, I'm going to take the <laughs> the way you said we got love for black people on this podcast. Like, all right, I'm officially uh Dominican now, everybody. Thanks, uh, shut up. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm officially Dominican. Man, listen. Um, nah, for real, man. Uh with the with this game, listen, bro, the Steelers were eleven and no and we're overrated as fuck. But listen, we can really we can talk about that. That was just a yeah. We're not going to get into that because we we already know. You know, we saw the last four games how sloppy they were, and I think that trans that is going to go into the playoffs. I'm you know I'm picking the Browns for this one. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it. I know mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield is Johnny Manziel with coaching. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but Kevin Stefanski. No, 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 you're right. I don't like I don't like Baker Mayfield. So you're right. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't really like. I'm not the biggest fan of Baker Mayfield either. But if they have all their wide receivers, I mean, I know Kevin Stefanski is out, but I just I listen. I'm a Giants fan, and we won the last two Super Bowls off straight up momentum. And when a team is sliding into the playoffs, that's not a good thing. So I'm looking at the Steelers trending downward, and the Browns. Yeah, you know they lost the doo doo game. You know Lamar Jackson had the doo doo game against them, and they How ended the season uh, very fitting, right? The way the way the universe works, the, the, you know they had a decent end to their season. So um, I'm picking the Browns. Mm. So we disagree on this one. Mm. I'm talking like a I'm talking like a martial arts movie. <laughs> we seem to disagree on this. <laughs> you <laughs> disagree. <laughs> you disagree, young grasshopper. <laughs> I will tell you in my drunken monkey style. Uh-huh. My uh, quarterback. Uh, he loves to have fun in bathroom stalls. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> Bro, we sounded like a Wu Tang album now. Yeah, before the samples come in, and Reza just mixed it up with the clicks and like bring the ruckus. Bong bong. Yeah, bong bong. All that. Nah, Try to stay on beat. Hey, that should be a versus. Who gonna stay on beat? Westside Gunner or Reza? That should be a real versus. Listen, bro. I'm. I would love to meet Reza one day. So I'm going to. I. I make my jokes about Reza, but I actually do love Reza. I'm not gonna hold you. But that's another discussion for another day with how great of a person a producer Riz is. But yeah. No, he's he's insane. He's one of the greatest of all time, top five. Definitely. But uh definitely. I'm going with the Steelers. Now, when the Browns fans lose, those Brown fans, you know, that's in Cleveland, God forbid. I don't know how y'all do it. Uh, don't sit up here and say, Well, we won without Odell. We lost. The playoffs, we lost the wild card, but we still got there without Odell. It's not how this works. All right, y'all, y'all, y'all won this season. It works like that. Everybody gets a turn in the NFL. Do not slender Odell. I, we got a free Odell. I don't know where he could go. He needs to go to the Ravens, actually. But you know, we could talk about that when it comes to the off-season topics. But definitely free Odell. Free, yeah, definitely. Shout out to Odell. Actually. You know, respect, you know, as a Giant fan, I actually feel bad that it ended the way it did because I actually do love Odell Beckham, but that's it, whatever. Well, you know, what happened, happened. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a wrap for Super Wild Card Weekend. And obviously, when these games are done, uh, we'll talk about the divisional round and we'll get into that. And, you know, every week we'll, you know, every week we'll extend ourselves and, you know, we'll, every week the players, as the players progress, we'll, we'll make, we'll do game predictions as these threads, I mean, as every episode, uh, as the more episodes we do and the more the weeks pass by. So let's move on to the next thing. Uh, Makes you want to intro this or you want me to get into it? Oh, yeah, I, I got it. Uh, so yeah, it was reported this week. I don't have the source in front of me, but uh, uh, probably from Woolworths more than likely. Uh, it was a source from a story that was made from NBA, an insider in the NBA. So maybe it was Woolworths has reported that the NBA is potentially expanding their 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 uh, I'm sorry, expanding the league. So it's three teams that are involved. If I'm not mistaken, I know one of them is Tampa and then one the other one is Seattle because ever since the Thunder left or I should say Supersonics left and they became the Thunder. They've asked for another team, as they should, because Seattle was cool. And there's one more team I need to actually look up that they talked about. Uh, how they do it, and I'll wait for my co-host to come in, but how they do it is... Yeah, I'm here, bro. Okay, um... I was just about to break down. I had a long beat. Because I was thinking about, I was looking up the teams as well. So I said Seattle, I said Tampa, if I'm not mistaken, who I saw, and I saw Vegas, Vegas as was well. A, Vegas was a discussion. Um, I've seen Nashville. I've seen. Um, there were a couple other cities too. They said Louisville also. I was like, eh. But um, hey, can I say this? If your state or your city, or your city doesn't have a basketball team it might be trash no disrespect to jacksonville because i only i only like jacksonville as the only city in florida but still right um excuse me i had to get a glass of water so how because i've been talking too much all day but no, I'm, I'm with you on that but how this work how so they're actually doing this with a bidding system which i think is a strange but at the same time i kind of get it um uh, supposedly both teams are going to be valued at around $2.5 billion for the sales. Um, that would be the highest sale ever for an NBA team. Uh, the highest, most recent purchase, which did break that record, was the sale of the Brooklyn Nets, which was um, which is a man named Joe Sy bought the Brooklyn Nets for, I think it was $2.39 billion, Um which is actually pretty funny too, because he also owns the Liberty as well. James Dolan sold the Liberty to him, uh, which is pretty ironic because they had Liberty, the New York Liberty, and the WNBA, which we'll talk about later on too. They used to play in MSG, now they're playing at Barclays. But um, just going back to the just going back to the NBA, um, it you know I think it's interesting because with Seattle, you know. We've, you know, it's funny because I, you know, with the sports groups I'm doing in Clubhouse, you know, we have people from Seattle who are in there who talk about how much they love the Sonics. I feel like just in general for basketball, a lot of NBA people were enamored with the Sonics with obviously, you know, every, you know, we love the logos of the with Sonics. The Rain Man, GP. I mean, the, the jerseys Man. was fire as well. The jerseys we'll were fire, about but, you know, obviously Gary Payne, Sean Kemp, you know, Seattle and just in general, Seattle is one of 
Seattle as a his as a bas- as a history for basketball is also ha- also has a storied history not only with you know we go back to the Len- you know Lenny Wilkins and Jack Sigma and you know then you know obviously GP and you know Sean Kemp and then you know Ray you know when Ray Allen was there putting up numbers too and then you know obviously Kevin Durant only played one year there before the team was moved to Oklahoma City on some you know on some we we already know is some shoddy business. But um and it's fluck it's um it's a hashtag fuck Clay Bennett forever, but mm-hmm. I just think Seattle, I mean yeah it rightfully should get a team. I feel like you know they were done dirty, but also Seattle does have the infrastructure now because one of the main reasons, even though yes they were they got they kind of got a fat a raw deal. Um, Seattle didn't really have the infrastructure. I mean. People always talked about how Key Arena was like a uh, decay or decaying, rotting arena. You know how the facilities weren't up to par, but now the infrastructure has been um, revamped and is in the process of it. You know, um, Seattle did get the rights to the uh, to a NHL team, which I think I don't think it's this season coming up, but I think the season after this year, the team team name is called the Seattle Kraken. Um, <laughs> they're going. Yeah, no, nah, seriously, it's called, and the logo's kind of fire too. It's like an S with like a uh, with like the crack and like the sea animal, which is pretty dope. But um, they're getting the uh, it's spelled like the I think the liquor, I think it's a rum, right? I think is it crack? It's cracking a rum or, or uh, a board bourbon, something like that. There's a rum with that name, but it's yeah, the it's same. A rum. I've had it before. It's 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 all right. Yeah, so they have the same spelling as that name. And the same spelling as that, but Seattle getting an NHL team in the revamped Key Arena. I think it's called the Key Arena, so I'm not 100% sure. But I'm looking you know, it up. Seattle looks like that. Yeah, thank you, because we show our work here. Oh, um, shit. There's going to be a lot of game members with this hat. <laughs> I just see that S logo is fire, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. No, the color too, bro. Ooh. All right, oh, thanks. Nah. Banks, I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. Press ratio. You are, you are from LA, so I have to ask this question: What is the press ratio on that Seattle hat, bro? Press ratio ten. <laughs> That's a ten right bro, there. Is that is that the title of this podcast? Press ratio ten. That may. That, that may or the Seattle. Out we got. Or the cracking hat to get you pressed because if we do that, boy. Seattle Kraken, uh, press Seattle Kraken <laughs> press ratio equals 10. <laughs> That's a I long mean, title, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, it was either Steph Curry apology tour or Seattle, or we're gonna make a Seattle Kraken uh joke there, but um, yeah, so you know, going to the Sonics, I mean, like I said, the infrastructure has been updated, it's getting revamped as we speak. They're gonna have an NHL team. And I just mean Seattle just it feels weird, you know. Every year it's been discussed how Seattle deserves a, a team and how they were unfairly treated with the with the Sonic situation. So um I think, you know, obviously I forgot the name of the new owner and I, I apologize. I think his name is Hanson. Russell Wilson is also wanting to buy into the team too. Mm-hmm. So which is which is a night, you know, which is a really nice touch being that, you know, he does play for the Seahawks. But I think Seattle, um I think Seattle is gonna be one of those teams. And I think Vegas gets it, even though people, you know, for some odd, you know, we, for some odd reason, you know, the, you know, the NBA did have the all-star game in Vegas that one year. Mm-hmm. And they talk, you know, for some reason, Adam Silver and anybody in the NBA doesn't like to talk about that all-star game. 
that All Star Weekend, they act like it's a it was an eyes wide shut party. If mm. you know that joke, you know what I mean. Wait um, a minute, say again, because uh, you lost me for a second. I know about the party, but you said who now oh, and where? I said anybody who works for the NBA or who played in the NBA talks about that that two thousand that Las Vegas All Star Weekend, like it was an eyes wide shut party. Oh yeah, we need a thirty for thirty for that. <laughs> if you get the joke, you know what I'm talking about. It's a movie, bro. Um, it's, it's NBA players, specifically millionaires in Vegas, bro. What can yeah, so what can happen will happen at them hotels. Exactly, but um, just ever since that, though, I mean, Las Vegas has become another. You know, even though Las Vegas always had the allure for what it was with casinos and betting and, you know, the gambling and having fun and such. Since then, it's become a it's become it's kind of starting to hold its own as a legitimate sports town. Like that was the, these Las Vegas sports teams were discussed for decades. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, they got the Raiders this year. A couple of years ago, they got the Golden Knights who went to the Stanley Cup, um, the T-Mobile Arena. It's a brand new arena that's built for everything for you know obviously for before the golden knights um came into play um it was for boxing ufc which is funny because actually the last time i went to vegas i went to vegas the weekend the weekend of the first night that the team mobile arena officially opened i was in vegas for i was in vegas that week i didn't even know about it but i remember when you know i remember where I stayed in the Monte Carlo and the back part of the Monte Carlo that faces like the, you know, the mountains, the mm-hmm. T-Mobile arena is right there. It's like literally behind the Monte Carlo and the New York, New York. So just seeing that arena being built and finding out, you know, it was an all purpose arena meant for not only for concerts, but for you know UFC and basketball, potentially basketball. Mm-hmm. And it's been an NHL arena. I mean, the money's there, the, you know, the logistically it's, it's an ideal situation because also you do have the summer league. And we've realized how much of a a media and not only of a media, but a point of interest the summer league has become in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So that money could translate into the NBA, you know, for having a, a consistent, a consistent, you know, team that plays there for 41 nights out of the year. I think that works out. That'll work out very well for not only for Vegas, but it'll work for the city of Las Vegas, but it'll also work out for the NBA because, you know, you you already have the summer league there, and you already see how much how much you know, um, press the summer league gets, how how well received the summer league is, just in regards to not only going to those games, but how well people, how much people enjoy their time in Vegas, going to the summer league. So I think, to me, I feel like you those Seattle and Vegas are the two teams that like you know, the, listen, the money's printed there already, and you know. Then you could just move one of the, one of those teams that are in the west to the east. You could move, you know, probably Memphis and New Orleans, if you ask me, because I feel like those are two teams that are really should be in the Eastern Conference. But due to you know, you know, reloc, you know, location reasons and how the teams are formatted, I understand. But yeah, I would just honestly, I listen. I think Seattle and Vegas are two logical destinations, and you you just move uh, Memphis and New Orleans to the east. And then just re and then re uh, re reallocate the divisions. Uh, before I have my analytical standpoint on this, I have a hot take. I okay. feel that Zion dunk that he did did against your Knicks was like the equivalent to the Thanos snap. 
and that changed the course of life. Like after that, because I remember I was in LA where I'm from, and he did that, bro. And we had an earthquake. Because remember, it was like, yo, it's an earthquake, and it went from Vegas. It was like that whole. I, I don't know the best way of saying it, but it was like from Vegas to LA, basically everybody felt it. And how everybody was going crazy, like losing their mind, because we thought it was like about to be a big earthquake. I remember that, like it was yesterday, because then after that, remember like, it was like 1, 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when Paul George just said, bet, I'm going to the Clippers, and Kawhi went to the Clippers, and that changed everything. And people was like, what the hell? So right. I remember that whole night was crazy. But so I feel like, you know, so I mean so, but uh Zion did that and just changed the course of time. That was the thing, no snap. All right, now the analytical standpoint and talking about this. You gotta take OKC out of you gotta take the thunder out of OKC because it's Oklahoma, bruh. No disrespect to Oklahoma, but come on. If you want to bring in revenue for that team, you can take them to Vegas. You could take them or go back to Seattle. You know, originally they were super sonics. Take them back to Seattle. Uh, you don't have a lot of star players, so you got to start bringing in money. Like when we get crowds in 2025, when we are allowed to go back to sporting and uh, music events, because people don't know how to keep their fucking mask on and Americans are just hard headed, et cetera, et cetera. You know, listen, man, hold on, sidebar. Yo, keep your fucking mask on, man. I don't want, I don't want to curse that much, but I'm going to say because y'all don't listen. Keep your mask on, man. Stay, stay home, bro. I feel you. It's not gonna happen. You, you know, I want to yeah. go further than that, but you see the type of people that's not wearing a mask. Yeah, yo, oh, yeah, those, yeah. those type yeah, of people. The, them people, them people. Press ratio need to be at a hundred if you don't have your mask on. Press ratio is death if you don't have your mask on. Well, it really so, is death if you be honest about it. You know, never mind. I mean, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Because, so, like I said, I, you know me, I keep going. I can keep going further and further. Uh, so. You know, take them back there. The Pelicans not going anywhere because you know the owner he passed away recently. But doesn't yeah. he own the Saints as well? The Smoothie King. He did. Yeah, there. I think. Yes, no, I think no. They'll stay in New Orleans and Memphis. I just think they'll go to the Eastern Conference instead of the West. They'll, they won't stay in the West. If it's so Seattle and like Vancouver Grizzlies were in the East, just take them back to that. No, they were in the West. The thing was with Vancouver was yeah. Vancouver was a logistical nightmare. Yeah, Vancouver's on the West Coast, bro. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because I just remember when Mark Gasol, I'm sorry, when Paul Gasol was a, a rookie, and I was like, shouldn't they be in the East? Even when I was younger, I was like, Vancouver, because, you know, Toronto. Yeah, I don't know how close Vancouver can... is to America, but I feel like Toronto might be closer. I don't have a map in front of me, people forgive me. A, no, that's all good, bro. Every, everybody think you know, when you assume Canada, you think – all of Canada's on the east coast of the United States, and that's not true because you do have Vancouver and you do have Calgary. So yeah, trust me, I thought the same thing. And I'm like, I'm like, why the hell? Like when I used to watch hockey, I'm like, why the hell are the Rangers playing at 10:30 at night? And then I looked at a map, I'm like, oh shit, that makes sense. Vancouver and Canada and Calgary on the west coast. I mean, yeah, it's you know what's weird? It's kind of like, you know how like Toronto's right by New York? Well, not right by New York, but in in regards to like proximity, it's kind of there. It's like weirdly the same as Seattle and Vancouver, so. Right, right, right. Toronto, yeah. I just thought about that, too. Toronto ain't that far from, you know, where we'll potentially be going or where we are going. So we'll talk about that on here. Yeah. Can't, give all, can't give all the secrets away. You know, they might got price ratio out there as well. And, uh, other than that, 
Yeah, uh, Vegas should definitely get another team. It brings in revenue. If we want to talk about the business standpoint, brings in more revenue for the city. Uh, so shit won't start getting expensive, especially how it is right now, because the Raiders are bringing in revenue right. for the city. Uh, of course, with Vegas, it's always going to be gambling that's going to bring in money to the city. So they're not really worried about, you know, any type of other money. And this is built on blood money like most states, uh, mo most major cities in America. Uh, I think Vegas should get a team. Seattle should definitely get a team. Uh, I swear I saw something about Tampa. But, I mean, you know, Tampa or Orlando not that far from each other. So, you know, you can just keep the magic, which is a decent team in the East. I'm with you. Yeah, I think they should I would agree. They move the Pelicans to the East, like bro. They they might be a fourth seed, maybe third seed in the East. I mean, yeah. Then again, the East is still the East is actually a pretty strong conference. So, but I think regardless, like it would bring some. You know, I don't know how that would work logistically, but if they're gonna give Seattle and Vegas like the, the West and put them back in the West and realign the divisions, I would definitely put Memphis and New Orleans back in the East just to even it out. Right, right. Because to right. be honest, those are the two most, I guess, uh, if you want to assume, those are the two most Eastern, like, the, they're like the two most Eastern city, Eastern cities out of the Western Conference, if, if that makes any type of sense. Mm hmm. Because, because remember, I, you know what's funny? Back in the day, Milwaukee used to be in the Western Conference. Yep. So, like, they, they even when Ray Allen played, if I'm not mistaken, right? When he was playing, nah, they, was, were, they were in the East. I think they went, I think they were in the West, like in the 70s or 80s. Actually, let me listen, man. This is the show podcast. I'm gonna I'm do my research, but go ahead, Banks. Yeah, no, so uh, I know that which team has went to the East or vice versa. New Orleans was because remember New Orleans at one was point the Hornets. Yeah, the Hornets were uh in the East at one point when BD was playing. Yes. They were they were they were considered an East team, but then they went back to the West. And I think they went to the West like oh two, oh three, oh four, somewhere around there. And no, it wasn't 04, it was like oh two, somewhere around there when BD was about to be an all-star. So then that happened. And I mean, ever since then, you know, they've been through name changes so they went to oklahoma after katrina happened in 2005 and they were still a western conference team but still uh other than that off the top of my head i feel like everybody has been in their division in the conference if if i'm not mistaken and you know i should be googling this as well but you know that's what i got my co-host for to help out and we help out each other to look certain stats up but we basically, and, and I'm going to go back to me thinking about it in the business standpoint. If I'm an owner, well, this also, let me say this. This also lets you know that they not hurt for anything. Like, bro, they putting up $2.1, $2.2, $2.3 dollars for a team when there's people out here starving. So when these players are getting money, like uh, we've been recording, so it happened. But Markel Fultz uh, suffered an ACL tear. So he's out for a year. Yeah, man. As, praise up for Marco. I'm glad he got his bread, but man, praise up for him. Bro. That's kind of, that's. I feel bad for him. Absolutely, because he had uh, knee problems before, right? Didn't he have an ACL tear before? When he a first went to seventy six. A while ago. No, well, he had the issue with his shoulder. 
Oh yeah, that's right. So then ACL is way worse than the shoulder injury. Yeah, man. Praise up to Malcolm. Yeah, he's basically he's basically out for the season. Um, his season's over, unfortunately. Also, with the Pistons, Killian Hayes tore his uh labrum in his hip, and he's basically out indefinitely. Anything with a labrum tear, whether it's your shoulder or your hip, is extremely wow. dangerous. So yeah, he's out indefinitely. Um, actually, just to go back, um, I did do my Googles. Yeah, they were in the they were in the Western Conference, basically for all of the seventies. Um, mm-hmm. from nineteen, actually, yeah, when they won, when they won the um, when they won the finals, they were in the Western Conference with with well, Lou Alcindor. He wasn't Kareem yet, but the man formerly known as Lou Alcindor. Uh, yeah, they were in the Western Conference from 1970 to 1980, and then they went back into the Eastern Conference in the 1980-1981 season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the Kareem, basically the 70s, the Kareem and Oscar Robinson years, the Milwaukee Bucks are in the Western Conference. Got it. So, yep. Okay. Yeah, so uh, going back to what I was talking about with the owners, so they could pay a billion dollars to buy a team that makes themselves richer because you're getting the jersey, you're getting the merch money, etc. So going back to what happened with Mark L, it's like he got some odd millions of dollars, but these owners get richer. So when they see these players, like going back to what we talked about in the beginning as well with Shaq and him heading on Rooney Goldberg getting $200 million, people like, well, he's not worth that. Uh, They paid him. It's not coming from you. Like when somebody get paid, I can understand why you would be mad. But in this era, he's a two-time defensive player of the year. I mean, I don't never knock anybody for getting money, especially in the state of the world we in right now. Like, bro, if somebody get millions of dollars for whatever talent they have, that's them. As long as you're not doing no no coonery or in the case of making your people look goofy or just doing something that's violent, you making people look bad. You're not doing no just no goofy, you know, stuff, then I don't mind you making whatever money you make off of what you can do. Especially when the people that like the TikTok kids, some of them TikTok kids do stupid stuff. And sometimes it comes at the expense of people that look like me and you. They don't deserve that money because that's not talent. That just me, you being a goofy, getting paid for being a goofy, but that's the world we kind of live in right now. But think about this. If I were to play, you know, devil's advocate, it's like, bruh. So for however much that TikTok kid is getting, the owner of TikTok, who is a Chinese owner, who owns a media company out there, is a multi-billionaire. So it's like, so you want the richer to get richer and not the, the little man to get richer. And let me take away the whole, you know, seeming like I'm defending that type of evil. No, I, I said what I just said, you know, moments ago before that. Let's say somebody that's working at a arena, you know, right now, if it were to have a crowd, bruh, for the owner of that arena, which is probably the owner of the team, from what they making is probably a 5%, if not 1% of month, of yearly money from what that person is getting from the team that's employing that person. So you can't get mad when a player is making $200 million when the owner is worth billions and billions of dollars because who do we see? The player that's entertaining us or the owner? Right. 
So, you know, that's that's really all I have to say about that. Uh, I'm more so looking at the business aspect of it and just to see, you know, what teams would go where. But I'm, I'm with the Vegas needs a team definitely just because they already got a football team. Why not go all in? It's a lot of people from Los Angeles and the East Coast as well that moves moves to Vegas. And yeah, then you got true. Seattle, which is a liberal, you know, they got a, a Seattle um uh, storm team that just won the title again uh yeah, yeah yeah and you got a hall of fame player like sue bird and brianna stewart who if she was a man she'll they'll be pole riding her like they do you know other players on espn if she was a man because brianna stewart is a, a world not just american renowned star who has won on every front so you know and seattle give them a team that brings in more people and then vegas and granted, too, and Vegas has a WNBA team with the with the uh, the Aces. So, like, not only that, like, you know, obviously, in this, as much as they are affiliated, because it's the women, you know, there there's the men's and women's basketball league in America with the NBA and the WNBA. You also have two teams that are pretty successful in their own right with the Storm, like you said, who won the championship, as well as well as Vegas Aces. So it kind of, I mean, honestly, man, it's really. Hey, bro, like, like my second album, bro, it was written. It's written, it's written for the NBA to just go forward and just do a team in Seattle and Vegas. Those would be the most logical, you know, the most logical um, places to put these te- these expansion teams. And just the most, they're in, they make the most logistical sense because you, you, like what I was saying before, now with Seattle, you do have an infrastructure because the key arena has now been, um, you know, remodeled, revamped, revitalized, whatever reword you want to put there. But it's been, you know, it's been, you know, it's, it's, it's a, now it's an updated infrastructure with, the, with Las Vegas, you have the T-Mobile arena too. And like I said, you already have the summer league. You have, you know, you have the golden Knights with Vegas and hockey, you know, the Raiders is their first year. Unfortunately, we don't have fans, but you know, the Raiders, you know, people are praising the Raiders move to Vegas and, you know, there's a lot of foot traffic in Vegas too, also. So right. you know, kind of like people you know, pass through, they'll just go to an NBA right. game just because it's something to do. Listen, and like man, you said, you I need to think about that because I, I watch the WNBA and you know, we about to get right. to that. So I watched the Aces. The Aces and right. the Storm were in the WNBA finals as I watched, you know. Right this this past year. So exactly. They well, they listen, on the come. Listen, the T Mobile Arena is literally behind the the New York New York and the and the Monte Carlo uh casino hotels man like you could literally just make you could literally just go behind that and you could stumble into a Las Vegas Aces game or you know you know a Las Vegas whatever the NBA team name is going to be called I think Seattle you could go back to the Sonics listen man it's there leave it cool um well Las Vegas I don't know what their team name would be but I think that would be the most logical solution um I lost so, all my money and I'm homeless that would probably be the name of the team what you have the Las Vegas broke boys? Yeah, I gambled my life savings. The Las Vegas life savings. Yo, nah, honestly, I think the Las Vegas Outlaws would be a fire team. Mm. Yeah, you gotta go, you know, you gotta go something 70s because they can't have something right now. They yeah. they can't have, you know, damn. Bradley Bill really went off of 60. Yo, he done had a couple games like that in the past and they year. Lost, bro. I mean, shouts out to Pavy. He said Joe Embiid is probably MVP this year. And so far, yeah, he putting up 25, 
12 and two blocks. So that's what he did tonight. No, he put up 38 tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, shit. I just saw it right now. Yeah. 38, 8, and 5. Ooh. Yeah, I have him on my fantasy team. So Eric Pascal got 15 at the half. Kyle Lowry got 21, 9, and 5. Damn, he going off. Too bad they fucking got smoked. Too bad they're good this year. But um, anyways. So, I mean, listen, man. We talked about the NBA potential expansion. Hopefully, hopefully we, you know, hopefully we, we are right. And we showed our work. And uh, hopefully it transfers through with that. But... Um, listen, man, we talked about the, we talked about the NBA, we talked about the W, let's move to the WNBA, since we were talking about the state bases. Um, listen, man, we need to get the W, well, I mean, we kind of have done that, but as people and as men, the WNBA deserves their flowers. Um, they really did all they can with the social justice front. They've been doing everything on a consistent high level. Um, especially in regards to the Atlanta Dream and how they helped fix, they helped um, you know the Democrats take over the Georgia Senate. Um, this will I'll kind of preface this if you want, if you don't mind, and let me just you know preface how how we got to this point. Go ahead. Banks, you probably you probably know about this already. So um, the woman who had the sen- one of the Senate seats in Georgia goes by the name of Kelly. Is it Loeffler or Loeffler? I don't even know. I don't even care because she she's a you know, she's a she's not a good woman, but she also owned the Atlanta Dream at one point. And she basically made a bunch of comments and was acting in a way that was not um how do I say this? It was not for PF. That's an Atlanta simile that we're gonna put here. But listen, man, it just went against the beliefs of, you know, players, just human rights belief, just human rights comments that just were totally uncalled for and it went against the Atlanta Dream and what the WNBA stood for. Um, so the Atlanta Dream started wearing T-shirts. They started, um, you know, posting on social media, started, you know, stressing the message that, we listen, we're not standing for what our owner said. We don't agree with what she said. You know, we don't condone what she said. They basically turned their backs on their owner. And she is basically being forced to sell. She was basically forced to sell the team. Or is about to. she's about to lose the team. It's basically a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Um and um, as of last night, she officially lost her Senate seat. And so did the other senator by the name of John Perdue. They were both Republicans. They lost to the Democrats, which were Raphael Warnock, who was the first black senator in Georgia history, if I remember correctly, as well as um, John Ossoff. Um, now, the crazy part about this is this was, what, three? What was this around August, right? When this, when this initially happened with the dream, I want to say? Uh, it was in the summer. This is when they were talking about resuming the season. So the owner, they found out was a bigot. Right. Basically what I said, you know, more or less, you know, Banks can kind of elaborate on that too. But this happened, what, this was August when they resumed the season, right? The WNBA? Yeah, yeah. The season came back. I feel like, hold on, let me look it up. Let me get my stats in order. It was around the same time as the, um, it was around the NBA. same time as the, w, as the NBA season. But, yeah, it was, um, I think it was at the exact time. I think the WNBA actually came back before. I think it was like, yeah, I think it was like a week before the NBA season did. But let me, I'm going to Google, it. I'm going to research that too. Um, Yes, June, no, on J- July 25th was when it started. So yeah, it started right before the NBA season did. Yeah, and it ended in October. I remember that vividly. Yes, talk, July twenty fifth, talks October sixth was the uh was um the twenty twenty NBA se- WNBA season. Excuse me. Yeah, that was a dark week for me so, because 
the Lakers was blowing out the heat. And then uh, because everybody got hurt, the Aces, they lost to the Storm. I mean, I knew the Storm was going to win, but, you know, yeah, it, it really got – then I was like, damn, there's really no sports right now. Well, it was the NFL, yeah. but the Cowboys already trashed by then. Yeah, respectfully. Um, so, yeah. So, around that time, they found out, you know, Kelly Leffler was a bigot. She was acting an ass, and the dream basically said, we're not with this. You know, they the players used that message as well as the WNBA players – because we're not going to, you know, I we keep saying the WNBA. And when we mentioned the WNBA, we are mentioning the, the women, the players, the women who are playing on the court. We're not really mentioning the organizations respectively. I mean, even though, yes, there may be people in the organizations who play the rules, but most of the credit does go to the WNBA players for um for speaking up and, you know, making a change through, you know, through speaking out, speaking up and speaking out against, you know, the bigotry that this woman had uh, was presenting. But... She made um, she lost to Raphael Warnock, who at the time when she made those comments, I think he was like a nine percent favorite, like to win the Senate. He was like last, like she was the favorite to retain her seat. Then it was I forgot the other person, and then also for Warnock, were like weirdly the bottom two. And you know, as we saw in the election, Georgia is you know yes, most of Georgia's a red state, but when it comes to Atlanta and the metro areas like DeKalb County and those respective counties, um, they're mostly blue now. Mm-hmm. Um, they and Georgia was a notoriously red state, what maybe 20 years ago, yeah. And it's, yeah, you know, with, with the growth of Atlanta as a city and as a hub for black people, especially, um, so much has changed. And you know, that part, you know, Georgia for the most part has damn near flipped to you know, is damn near a purple state, maybe going into blue now because of. Like I said, how much has changed in regards to Atlanta and the metro areas, uh, the the uh, the metro areas surrounding Atlanta. So with the with the election, the Georgia Senate election that happened yesterday, Warnock and Warnock, uh, Warnock and Ossoff, excuse me, won. And you know, a lot of credit I think is due to the Atlanta Dream and the WNBA players for sure spreading that message, stating, you know, listen, this is not what we stand for. This woman is a bigot. This woman is against what's you know what's right in America and what should be going on in America, and there was a there was a bunch of things you know there were the comments there was the corruption you know even I don't know if you heard about the whole thing with with the COVID vaccine banks. I suppose uh, she put money to she put money to the vaccine and then she took it out she took money out of the vaccine but she she like she took money out of it too it was like a there's like a weird money thing with the COVID vaccine as well. Like she no, was, I didn't hear she about was, that, but she, she's definitely one. She sounds like a truther. You know, because yeah, now his phrase is for everything, so she's a truther, as the kids say. Yeah, I'm gonna actually. Yeah, she yeah. basically um. She basically just she basically was doing uh some weird shit, especially with COVID. Um, but I just want to just say, man, the WNBA players deserve so much respect for what they did. You know. They honestly, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. They probably they did more than the NBA players did. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if people feel away, then people feel away. But you know, the WNBA needs more respect, not only you know for the players, but as a sports league too. It's actually an interesting league to watch because they're more you know the game speed's a little bit different and they're more fundamental. And the mm-hmm. women are actually good players. Like you know, the thing is, there's a lot of you know you know there's a lot of misogyny and a lot of stuff like oh you know. 
in regards to how the women, you know, regards to watching women's basketball, but it's actually a different brand of basketball. It's a more fun, it's a more fundamental brand, which is cool to watch. Cause like, you know, they're, they're smarter, you know, women, listen, men may be more athletic, but you know, I'm gonna keep it real. Listen, women are smarter. Uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk. <laughs> like, I'm gonna keep it a bean. Like that's just, that's just how the game is played. And like, it's an interesting brand of basketball to play. You know, there's so many, you know, I think they deserve more. They deserve more airtime on ESPN. They deserve more airtime, you know, in regards to just press coverage in general. I mean, it's crazy. A couple of weeks ago, bro, some you know how like they put the hoop mixtapes up of random players. I saw mm-hmm. I saw somebody tweet. I don't know if it was a sports account. They put one up a Tisha Tisha Penichero. You remember mm-hmm. Tisha Penichero? Played for the Kings. Yep. Yeah, like, and I'm just like, damn, I wonder, I, I would hope that, you know, not only us as men just, you know, big up the WNBA for the, you know, for how great of a league it is players-wise, but, like, putting those types of things up, you know, where men could, you know, us as men, you know, we just, we could got to cop the merch, you know, the merch is pretty decently priced, watch games, you know, tweet about how great these players are, interact with, you know, social media about how great these players are. Like, I actually followed the league and the New York Liberty Twitter page today. Because mm-hmm. even though, yes, I've watched games of them, you know what, like, I'm going to be more active with it. And, you know, they're doing, they've done everything with social justice. They've done, you know, they they spread their message the right way, considering considering they don't get as much press as the NBA does. And I think we should pay more attention to the WNBA. I feel like I'm going on a rant, but I'm going to chill. But listen, man, they deserve their flowers. Okay. That was well said y'all. by you. No, nah, you good. good. I'm just... <laughs> You're supposed to do that. That's why we do this show. You know, you got to differentiate yourself from everybody else. But, and you know, I like to I like to shut up and let people talk so I can gather my thoughts. So I had to do the Stephen A. Smith thing. You know how he used to do with Skip? He'll sit there yeah. and just talk. I'm, let Skip talk, and then he'll be like, all right. So this one I'm going to say. It's a damn shame that in 2021, in this new decade, that we have to really 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 search to watch the WNBA game in 2020 I had to really search even on the ESPN app to watch a WNBA game uh in the past two years their revenue has been going up their views have been going up yeah. uh until they really decided to be more political than be, before the NBA decided to be political even though you know you had players wearing the I can't breathe jersey shouts out to D Rose the late great Kobe was wearing it and all these unfortunate things that have happened to African in this godforsaken country in the past nine eight nine years alone you know longer than that but let's say when they decided to really become political right around the time when Adam Silver became the commissioner the WNBA has taken it to another level uh it's a woman by the name of Maya Moore, a decorated women's basketball player, not just WNBA. Because when we talk about these WNBA players, we got to look at what they do elsewhere because they got to work their asses off to make some type of money because they can't really have an offseason. Uh, Brianna Stewart, who we talked about briefly, she went overseas and won. A lot of these players have to actually go overseas to make money during the supposed offseason. You know what I mean? So during the WNBA offseason, they're actually still working and they still hooping yep. because they, they go to Europe. Because, yep, and they have to make a significant amount of money. Then they play the Olympics when they want to, and they don't really opt out because it's more 
uh, the exposure thing for them, and they just generally love the game number one over the exposure. And big sense so, on wild part too, bro. Because sorry to cut you off real quick, but um, we talked about this too in you know in the we are sports and the tactical and clubhouse rooms that I'm on. If you're on clubhouse, follow me. Um, I have the same Twitter, and you know we do these types of rooms where we talked about women's basketball, and you know, bro, these guys literally go to these these women literally go play in Europe. For four months, they come back, maybe take, what, a two-week break? Mm-hmm. And then go play the WNBA season. Meanwhile, you got guys in the NBA who invest hundreds of thousands of dollars into their body and get a 90-day layoff, and they'll be like, oh, I'm fatigued. And, and that's crazy gets, to me, bro. And these guys will this past and season, they didn't even have a yeah, and they didn't have proper flights. Like they were like going on standard flights. Yeah, and I these mean, shit, ones, the NBA wanted to play the the NBA wanted to put their games on YouTube, which is disrespectful in my opinion. Right, and the app that they just put out is kind of trash. Like where you could watch it, like it's only twenty bucks because you know they don't play right. a ton of games. But it was trash. Like it's like, how can I watch this game? It wasn't navigating enough because I signed up for it. Yeah, the league pass. So, the league pass is what the league pass was twenty dollars for the year for the season. Uh, the WNBA one, yeah, it was like twenty bucks. Shit, but it was like it was hard to navigate. So I'm like, bro, I couldn't even in a lot yeah. of games I couldn't watch for some reason. It was just weird. Like maybe it was just with me, but right. I was having problems with it. So that's one reason as to why women are stronger than us. Uh, they stood out there. They were more political. They stand on a cute. Maya Moore is a decorated uh, overall basketball player, not just women's Correct. overall, and she stepped away from a job that doesn't pay much to begin with to become a political figure in helping somebody else who are now her, her husband is a person that she helped get out of jail who was wrongfully accused of what he was accused of doing so that's one reason as to why they're better than us women in general because when they really believe in something they believe in it you could say you could say, well, you know, a lot of them brunch goofies and a lot of them, well, she did this, she did that. Hey, maybe you're just talking to the wrong woman, bro. But anyhow, let me get back to women. You you talk, y'all be talking about holes and y'all try to put women in with holes. It's a totally difference. Listen to Blueprint too, if y'all old enough. A lot of y'all that be on Clubhouse, not old enough. Y'all never was out, y'all wasn't outside when Blueprint 2 was out. So that's besides the point. So with these women, they took a stance on something that happened. They said months ago, go out and vote. Even before the election, they said, all right, cool. Right. Yes, vote. Yes, go Democrat. Especially because they everybody's trying to make, you know, Georgia a swing state, which yeah. they did. They made it a blue state now. It is now a blue state. Congratulations. As of January 6th, it is now a blue state. So yeah. they said this months ago. They said, no, they won the election. We want the Democrats won the election, but you might want to go ahead and vote for georgia to make that better as well right. to get to get the republicans out because now the country yeah so a lot of nba players during the voting they were saying okay vote in the election in january but they wasn't really heavy on it the WNBA right. players kept their foot on the gas and they showed now right. as we're recording this it's something that's going on in dc that looks like the video game Tom Clancy's uh in a uh, blackdale on the game, but that one game Rainbow Six? Where, 
No, no, not Rainbow Six. The other one where uh, the division, as of now, looks like the division two right now. Uh, That's crazy. In DC, they had to place a curfew because they was out here. Curfew Baltimore, so they got a curfew out there. I'm sorry, I had to do that. Uh, because of what's going on. And, you know, I don't want to get too political because this isn't a podcast. And with me, I'm the type of person I want, you know, I want to hold my tongue for what I really, yeah. really, really want to say. So I'm going to relax because I only know one way and that's uh, forward with what I'm about to say. But it goes to what we've just been speaking on, man. It's just these women, they do great things on the court outside the court and they still don't get enough respect so let me go back to the game i was going to a lot in 2019 i, I think i went prior to that to uh sparse games but in 2019 during the summer i was working for the staples center but i was going to a lot of sparse games still on my own off my own money so i would just pull up sparse games are way fun bro they they are too fun it's like a party like and it's yeah. crazy because you could be sitting all the way at the top. The, the, the tickets are cheap, but you can if you walk down towards the the court, like we did, like you know what I mean, like court yeah, side yeah. seats, not, which that. yeah, which aren't expensive. Like they won't stop you, which is a damn shame, and that tells you how security feels about them. But I've been to Clipper games; they got security there, and they a little bit more laid back too. They they are funner than uh, Laker games. So let me go to Laker right. games. I've been to Laker right. games. As, and yeah try to go to the front if you want to you can't even go to like the mid section because it's more political at laker games because the type of people they bring in uh so with the wnba games it's fun they compete but they still don't get the respect they deserve which is something more so an integral part of society as a whole not just this horrible country but society as a whole where it seems to be if a woman, not what y'all perceive the woman to be, you know, I don't need to really touch on that, but you get what I mean. What y'all perceive a woman to be is not a woman, but when it's a woman that does things that are credible, people tend to not care. And it's probably based on a perception of what a woman is supposed to do. So, in, in short, after all that that whole soliloquy I had, you know, once again, salute to the WNBA. The best thing you can do is show these women love because that's all they want yeah. is appreciate for doing Cop something they nobody told them to do. They doing it just off the merits of their own self. And half the time they do this stuff on their money and they not getting paid nearly as much as a 12th man on the bench. Right. Which hey, is listen, a death. Bro. You know what's crazy, too? It took the WNBA 23 years to finally get a chief marketing officer. They didn't have a chief marketing officer until now. Mm -hmm. And like it makes you think like, damn, what if they had a chief marketing officer in the beginning of when they started, when there was Cheryl Swoops and Cynthia Cooper and Lisa Leslie and yeah, I mean, the Liberty were a great team with uh, Rebecca Lobo and Teresa Witherspoon and Tisha Penichero and Lauren Jackson and listen, like you know, we're you know, a few and the the great players that have played in the WNBA that were fucking monsters, you know, you know, in their own right, and they got no 
barely any press because they didn't have a chief marketing officer. And if you want to keep it a bean, even though he is not here with us anymore, David Stern low-key treated the WNBA like a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and I'm being nice then because it's just crazy that now, you know, the women, it's it it's just incredible how the women have taken it upon themselves. I cause that's what it comes off to me. Cause the marketing is dog shit. And like, yes, I'm glad they have finally have a marketing officer. And to be honest, I think it should be a woman. That's my opinion. Even though, yes, it, it it's a, I think it's, is it, who is there? It's Phil Cook who used to work at Nike, who was one of the higher ups at Nike um, before he decided to take this job. And hopefully he goes he goes about it the right way and he takes opinion you know he takes um respective advice from the players honestly because the players are really the reason why the marketing has somewhat slowly but surely crept up for the WNBA mm-hmm. so hopefully he takes advice from them and he also takes you know he also takes what made him great at Nike and what you know because Nike is a billion dollar corporation and and a billion dollar global corporation, and hopefully they can extend that to make some more money for the WNBA and get these women paid for the for not only what they do on the court but respectively off the court as well, because they have done a whole lot, and they've honestly I cannot do anything but thank them because they've done so much, you know, not only for the sport of not only for the sport of, in the sport of basketball, but just for women in general, bro. Because bro, women are smarter than us. I, I'm just gonna say that, like. <laughs> Bro, they 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 are calculative. They they gonna get you before you get them. And even if it comes for a maniacal sense, they got the game plan seconds or you know moments before you even thought of something. You know what I mean? When you think you ahead, no, they, they got a plan for you. So definitely they are, man. Once again, we showing we showing women love. You know, and the yeah, other man. ones that y'all perceive to be women aren't women. You feel me? And listen, man, just go to listen, man, just go cop a shirt. You know, go to a game, watch the games, tweet about these players like mm-hmm. listen hey man only listen bro all it takes is an international social media go follow the WNBA twitter page go follow whatever team you're from the twitter page go look at the players and watch their games because these they're they're fucking they're great like and, and i'm not even we're not saying that because they women but they are low they are nice as hell at ball like they may take you know and and it, and it cracks me up bro because the other people yo like if i was in the WNBA, i'd be Dunking it, I'm like, fan. These women will drop a cool thirty piece on you and go and smile at you the whole game. Look, <laughs> like they kill us too. And you know, I think, I think, hopefully, I think with all this, you know, social, you know, the civil unrest, the social justice, and the political climate uh, that the world is in now, especially with America, I think the WNBA being at the forefront of it. I hope it just turns in. You know, I hope, I hope this marketing officer, and I hope that if they do have a marketing team, I hope they use this in the right way and put these women in, in the light that they deserve to be in. Right, right, right. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, they, I've heard this before, they definitely need some type of star player, but more so now it's just, you know, they just need to be looked at. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just more so they need they, marketing. That, that, that's there's really a bunch of star players. Yeah, they got some star players. I mean, Liz Cambridge is a star player. Like, you see dudes lusting after her, but she could actually pay, play. I'm sorry. Then you got Candace Parker. Once again, it's that whole thing. Like, if you don't look at them in that sense, all right, cool, because they are something good to look at, but you got to look at the game as well. And their game speaks for how they look. It's, it's all Listen, pretty. Man, 
Candace Parker, bro, bro. Candace Parker be dropping thirty with the Sparks, and they go do NBA on TNT after. Like right. that's real, fam. You can't even get an NBA player to do an interview after you drop thirty points. Let alone Candace Parker dropping thirty, raising a kid, raising raising a daughter, and going and going on NBA on TNT at the same time, man. That part. So it, hey, it's definitely women, bro. Women. <laughs> but yeah, hey. definitely. I mean, they just you know they there's they they have a bunch of great players. You know, it's not like it's not one of those things. Where it's like, oh, who is a great player? Like you have some of the most accomplished, not only women basketball players, but just basketball players in general. Like Brianna Stewart has done. How many years has Brianna Stewart played in the WNBA? Three, two. It can't be more uh, than five. It's like three because she's twenty six, if I'm not mistaken. Twenty five. Okay, okay, at the age of twenty six, Brianna Stewart has probably has has. Um, achieved more in her basketball career in college and WNBA and probably high school than most NBA players would dream of having at 26. Like, you know, Maya Moore is one too. You know, Candace Parker. Like, uh, these women are accomplished basketball players. They're not just accomplished women as well. Yeah, Brianna Stewart is 26 years old, so I got it. Uh, this is off her second championship let me read her accolades in case people oh. want to think this is some just to, you know, look over. She's been in the league since 2016, already a two-time champion, two-time finals MVP, uh, one-time WNBA MVP in 2018, uh, WNBA rookie of the year, all-rookie first team, all-WNBA first team. And it, you got to remember, too, she had an ACL, if I'm not mistaken, last season, so she set out uh, all-WNBA second team. Two-time WNBA All-Defensive Second Team, uh, Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year of uh, last year, four-time NCAA champion, four-time NCAA tournament most overall player MOP, uh, three-time consensus shout out to Nash, national yes <laughs> national player of the year, three-time first team All-American, three-time ACC player of the year, Gatorade national player of the year, Naismith fret player of the year, FIBA world. Come on, bro. God, fucking, bro, what? Oh, I got to see that picture of her with the rings, bro. Like, yo, this is, this is easily one of the greatest basketball. If they integrated the women with the men, like, bro, she's that, yeah. one of the greatest players of all time. That is insane. Like, dog, like, never lost. Like, how big baller? Ne always, never, never lost. lost. Never lost, definitely not. But hey, man, listen. Long story short, respect the women. Watch them play. Buy some merch. Show some, you know, show some, show some love to them because they do deserve it. Absolutely, man. And I got to see when they coming back. They haven't said anything about the twenty twenty one season. I mean, their season, the WNBC season, usually starts when, like March or April, right? It's like in the springtime going to the summer, no? It's the summer, so May 15, 2021. Damn, they're getting a lot of rest, though. I mean, respectfully. Usually, like we just said, it'll be like a month or two. No, nah, they're getting a lot of rest. Yeah. But most of you know, it, it's kind of going to be weird, too, because most of them are probably playing, will probably play, be playing in Europe, or they may be playing in Europe. I don't know how the basketball leagues are working there, if they're allowed to travel out, but, you know. Listen, man. Just because they're not talking, they, they don't mean they're in the gym working on the game. Just because they put they're not posting videos on social media all day. They working. They working on the game somehow. You know. Exactly. You know what I mean? They ain't like Ben Simmons. You know, I can shoot a three and the open uh. gym look good on social 
obedient because I'm trying to I'm trying to get the simp up out of me. So I got to shoot the simp up out of me because a white woman let me down. So you know they not doing that. Nah, definitely not. But shout to the shout to the women, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we about to get up out of here. Other than that, uh, perfect time in two hours. Just like we we ten minutes over, but we we had to we had to get the women they flowers. So yeah, 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 no, definitely. We always man give women they flowers. Them other ones don't. Don't give them shit. Don't give them cash app. Don't give them nothing. Don't give them a snicker bar. But you know we already here. But (laughs) this episode two. Banks no rest. Follow me. Banks no rest too. Follow me on IG, Twitter. Uh, see what I'm working on. B a n k s n o r e s t two. Shouts out to my co-host. Go ahead, get your plug in. Hey man, shout out to you, Banks. Episode two, we done. Uh, my my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. It's at who is original. W h o i s o r i g i n e l. Man, follow me on Twitter. Let's talk sports. Let's talk music. Let's talk whatever, man. Um, if you're on Clubhouse, you can find find me on there too. I help run two clubs, which are We Are Sports and Attack, which is a sports center club and Attack the Rim, which is a basketball based club. So follow me on there too. And yeah, man, you know, follow us both. We, you know, we we working as we as us people like to say, we working. We we doing some good things, man. Um. We got, you know, we got some good things in the works, man. They're just basically all banks and I could really say right now. But, you know, more as the podcast grows, man, you grow with us, man. Follow our SoundCloud, too. Um, it's at soundcloud.com slash showyourworkpod. And we'll be putting up the episodes there as well. And um, banks, we on Apple Podcast yet or no? We're still working on that. Uh, I believe we're on Apple Podcast because shouts out to Anchor, our sponsor. You're allowed to dis- distribute not only on Spotify, but Apple as well. So I'm going to definitely look and see. If not, then I'm going to go another route and we'll still have the Anchor sponsor. But it's a route behind all that. Also, if you're interested in sponsoring, even though we only two episodes in, might, might as well get started early because we're about to grow. We'll just say that with the announcement. Yeah. If you would like to sponsor, show your work. Contact either me or who is original. Original. Yeah. Original. NEL. So, yes, yeah, sir. So contact yeah. us about sponsor opportunities. We would love just about any good sponsor. I was about to wild out and say the one that I want because I'm 30 bucks, but this is not the podcast okay. for that. <laughs> who are you going to get sponsored by? Subway? Hey, they in my Miami based entertainment company. I'll just say that. Jesus, banks. <laughs> Not Dr. Miami, right? Uh, no, but $600. Six, bruh. Listen, can we, before we go off the air, chat? No. He is, he's slick, bruh. My man said, I'm going to spend all, I'm going to take all the price of $600. You can just spend your stimmy. Hey, listen, uh, uh, all my mom needed was nine months, and I came out that wound with that one. I ain't need no stimmy, boy. Oh. Uh, I ain't gonna say that because I'm recording a grown man, but I know what I've been told by the women. You know, I'm not one of them dudes. Yeah, I you know I be up here knocking it back on the women, but I know what I've been told. I don't lie to y'all. Hey man, hey man. I keep listen, my man, if you if you listen, if you want listen, if y'all want to talk to Banks about that, follow him on his Twitter. No. I am a happily married man. Unless you're a grown woman. Well. Unless you're a grown woman. Yeah, don't nah. If you, you know, a grown <laughs> respect to everybody love who you love, but don't don't you dare hit me up and ask me no question. Yeah, but what they said you got that. Hey, listen, bro. 
This ain't this ain't that. This ain't that. Like Marty Marr be saying, this ain't that. This ain't this ain't that. that that's Omni. We have to call it the This Ain't That podcast. Now I'm playing. Um, but yeah, man, episode two has been a wrap. Banks, we come in, Banks and I will be back soon with episode three and episode four. And we just going to keep rolling with these episodes, man. You know, obviously we're going to talk about sports, but we also going to talk some good stuff with, you know, whether it's music, video games. We know we got, we got a bunch of, we got a bunch of fun episode ideas lined up. I mean, you see what we did with the pilot episode with NBA Street. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So we're going to keep taking it to another level. Just understand, you know, everybody be talking about, you know, I got plans. I'm going to do this. No, you're not. We we really planning. Get off your ass and do something. Be somebody in life because you only get one life. We we in a planner. We in a planner. Listen, and in the words. We in a a pandemic. First off, free tax stone. In the words of tax stone, be safe, though. Amen. That's a fact. And keep your mask on. And wash your ass like I always say. Yeah, wash your ass, brush your teeth. And be safe.